Everybody, it's Tuesday. So it's show me the money club. I hear Backstreet Boys uh, in the background right now. So I'm changing that. Normally, I always start with the song. So uh, as, as usual, whoops. Um, it's show me the money club. It's Tuesday. You know what day it is. So we have quite a packed show for you today. We have a special guest coming, Walt, who is a Seattle-based driver. Uh, we've been, you know, fans of this Seattle and Washington State model, uh, how they're doing rideshare. And that's kind of the double edge of today's title because, you know, when I put it out there, it was originally to say, is the Seattle and Washington model the best model? But it also has that double connotation saying, is this the best that we're at right now if everything was left to go or would it get worse at this point? So uh, that is kind of how today's title is really meant for. But, you know, it's it's up for interpretation, especially yeah. since, you know, it does seem like things are getting a little bit worse. But Sergio, how you doing today? Doing very well. Thank you so much. We have, awesome. like you said, jam-packed stuff. And look, I, I think I think we had Walt on, what, six months ago, right? And um, yeah, it was in had, August. Yeah, so they had this um, model in in the in the in the city of Seattle, but besides that, in the state of Washington, for a year and a half now. So by now, everybody should have a clear idea if this is working, if it worked. Is are the drivers happy? Are the companies happy? Are the passengers happy? Is it a win-win-win, right? Which we cannot say about any other city or state at the moment because we hear nothing but complaining, right? <laughs> so, you know, and we've been talking about this in many different states, right? And they're all pushing yeah. proposals and laws and bills. Let's see. Maybe Seattle. Well, one of the things, too, I notice is there's so many screenshots of low, low ball and horrible offer rides that, you know, yeah. I keep seeing. Are people actually taking these? Something like that. So um, you're going to see some screenshots that you're probably going to be like, damn, I wish I could have something like that. So half, half uh, that. it's going to be pretty half interesting there. <laughs> Even half of that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, essentially, um, let's get into the rundown. Like I said, we're going to have Walt coming on. He is from Seattle. He's going to be talking about a Seattle and Washington state uh, law that's been in effect for probably about a year and a half. There's been some changes and updates to it already. Um, and basically how they've tackled Uber and Lyft uh, and kind of, you know, are controlling the situation a little bit more so while protecting drivers. Most importantly, obviously the pay. Uh, the pay rates, we're going to go through that uh, rate card very soon. Uh, and also, uh, they have some of the highest in the country, you know, probably sometimes three times the amount of what other drivers are seeing throughout the country. So uh, you're going to, you might like it. So uh, we're going to bring him on in just a moment. We're also going to be uh, talking about is Lyft listening to the show? Because last week we talked about uh, why they haven't been adjusting fares. And lo and behold, we've been getting screenshots from everybody saying that they are adjusting fares. So Hey, kudos to Lyft. We're going to talk about that. Also, um, you know, if uh, when it comes down to wait time, uh, Uber, you know, kind of playing the same game that they played with California when it came to Prop 22, sending out emails to places with legislation uh, in the works right now, like Chicago that we've mentioned. Uh, so we're going to go over some of those. Uh, Prop 22 ruling came out yesterday. We're going to be talking about that, kind of the steps, what that means coming up forward for especially California drivers and other states that may be looking at Prop 22 like legislation, uh, which really isn't too many. So that's a, uh, I'm going to say a good thing. Uh, we got Professor Len Sherman. We got an email 
uh, we want to highlight because hopefully, you know, you hear it from our mouths all the time, but if you hear from a professor, if you hear from some, somebody who's studying, maybe the happy aunt might not get so happy. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, drivers in New York City are getting an increase, 9%. Uh, did the strikes and protests have something to do with it? We're going to talk about that. Uh, Uber's uh, unjustly deactivated a driver due to their own issues. How many drivers else are getting the same type of boot? The good thing is, though, this driver did get back on, uh, but we have a big story about that coming. And then uh, is Uber allowing drivers to set passenger rates or set uh, set filters based on passenger rating? So if you don't want to take a rider who's under 4, 4.5, you might be able to filter those requests out. Hmm. And then uh, we're going to go into uh, some funnies, fake names, and uh, our Donnie Disco. So if Donnie, if you're in here... Uh, you got to uh, you get to stick around in the end. So uh, we, with found that being said, <laughs> yeah. we found Donnie, oh, man. I think a lot of people know Donnie, but uh, either way, what's going to end up happening is uh, let's get right into the show because it is jam packed. We do have a lot of things that we're going to be talking about. Uh, I am going to star some of the comments. So at the very end, if there's some questions or anything that we want to go over after the fact, uh, we will do that at the very end, at least if we have some time. Um, but either way, uh, without further wait let's bring on walt walt how you doing hey doing great doing great awesome Welcome thanks for coming back. on Welcome especially back. uh uh come, talking yeah, about no, this so yeah it's good it's good to watch you and you know to be able to be a voice to show people what we're doing up here and how it doesn't have to be unsustainable i mean you know i you could ask well, that you know is Seattle the best? Well, my my response to that would be I don't want to continue to be the best. I want other people to copy us and become better. So yeah. then we can then yeah. copy them and become better and let this be a loop that kind of feeds itself. Yeah. So well, we get before out, you know, before we jump into everything you sent us, um, as far as screenshots and earnings and whatever not, just give me like a quick uh, one minute setup of how all of this started. Like, was it union efforts? Was it legislative efforts? How did you guys bring these companies to the table to get why you want it, right? Well, it, it was all um, union effort started way, way in the past, long before I even moved here, um, around 2014 or so, where they uh, uh, started organizing. And, um, and you know, we had strikes and we had visibility things. And we also had a concerted effort to talk with the Seattle um, political class and let them know that, you know, we're getting screwed here. And so, you know, we have to find a way to make this sustainable for the drivers. And by doing that, we were able to, to, to gain enough political will, but we wouldn't have had that voice if we didn't gather together as a union. And in, in our case, we affiliated with Teamsters 117 and, and they had connections and they had a way for, for us to to, to be able to talk with the mayor, to be able to talk with city council people, um, rather than just some person on a street corner going, hey, listen to me. Um, and so that ability to have a voice is what carried the day in Seattle and um, and created a model which we were able to then say, hey, look, this, this is working, but the rest of the state needs it. Yeah. And so then we were able to leverage that with allies in um, in Olympia, the, the state uh, and so we were able to get them to make a model based on the Seattle one. And and there's some changes and there's some things that are not as good and some things that are a little better. But um, this time around, when we went statewide, however, um, 
we wanted to make sure that um, we weren't going to get a referendum and have enough a Prop 22 come here. Right. Um, so we were able to um, to get limited buy-in, if you will, from Uber and Lyft. Uh, and so they had a little bit of say as to, you know, some things they thought were too extreme and they're like, no, we're not going to have that. And it was a give and take. But um, the end result, however, is is a lot better than what we had before. And, you know, it's providing us a lot of the, the benefits of employment without the downsides of, of employment. And Right. It, so so give, far, like, been, like, give me a quick snapshot of... You know, I always call the Seattle model, let's say, obviously the highest Uber X and Lyft standard rates by far. It's not even a question about that. Yeah. But I also call it, um, you know, you guys have about 70% maybe or maybe close to 80% now with the new proposals that you guys are putting forward of employee employment rights or employee rights and staying yeah. independent contractors, which is what by every survey you know, all gig workers want to stay, right? They want to stay independent. They don't want to be employees of these companies. So, you know, give me like a quick snapshot of what you guys have in this package. Obviously, the rates we're going to discuss in a minute, so forget the rates for the moment, but yep. what did you guys receive in this package? Well, on, on top of the rates, we have um, sick leave, which is earned at about a 1 to 40 rate. Uh, so for every 40 hours of passenger time, we get one hour of sick leave at the passenger time rate, which is much higher than your overall rate. I mean, yeah. mine's about $67 per hour, something like that, um, which is, you know, more than what I actually make. But, uh, and uh, we have deactivation protections, which is critical because day after day, you see somebody come in and get rear-ended um, when they're waiting for, you know, a, a passenger. And then Uber says, okay, have a nice day. And, you're just left hanging because they they see you as a easily replaceable cog in a, in a big machine and you're you're disposable uh, but now we actually have a right to keep our job and not be wrongfully deactivated without just cause okay. and um and so we're also in the pipeline i mean it's 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 been approved to get the pilot program for the family medical leave act stuff and we're getting um workers comp we already have uh now and so it's it's most of what you would have if you were working at mcdonald's but i don't have to clock in and in you know at at nine and clock out at 10. i can do whatever i want the world hasn't changed i'm still driving like i always have i'm just making more and i have more rights right so so my thing is you know obviously when we do our own surveys, everything comes to two issues, right? I mean, and now it's actually unjust deactivations has become a major, major issue. It's got quite a bit of play last couple of weeks um, in the media, LA Times, Market Watch, everybody's writing about unjust deactivations, which we're going to talk about a driver later on in the show, is that those are the two most important things. But the headline has always been, since I, as long as I can remember, has been earnings, right? Low pay, low pay, low pay. We want better pay, right? So I, I think it would be fair to just because everybody's going like, okay, I don't want to be a part of a union. I get it. This is not, they're not part of a union there, right? <laughs> it's not your, your typical um, union play that everybody's saying, okay, I'm going to be part of a union. I'm going to pay so many dues and I'm going to do this, do that. It's not like that exactly, right? It's, 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 it, it's a different model. Um, yeah. And uh, it, you know, it doesn't, require everybody to be a part of it 
but the more people who are actually involved and the more people who are together, the stronger we are and the more likely we're going to get a better result in the end. Um, okay. And so, you know, that going forward in, in just Seattle alone, we've had 400 plus drivers reactivated um, in the last year and a half or so that we've been doing this. Um, and so now that we're going statewide, we're, we're currently negotiating the procedures for this. Um, and there's, you know, pushback and everything between the companies and, and the drivers. But we wouldn't even be at the negotiating table if we didn't have the union voice to help us recognize, be re recognized as somebody who can bargain um, against these mega companies who think they have all the, all, all, all the power. Yeah. So, um, I mean, but yeah, yeah that's on, part of on it. to the money. Yeah, onto the money. Yes, show me the money. <laughs> all right, hold on. Before, all about. before we go on to that, uh, well, yeah. there's there's somebody in here, Vinny, who uh, just made a comment right here. He said the Seattle model going national would bankrupt the system of rideshare. It wouldn't survive. Now, you've had it in Seattle and then it expanded into Washington State. How is the model in Washington working? Is it actually sustainable? Has it dropped? Are there issues? What, real quick, what do you what do you say to that? Well, this particular model um, in Seattle when we first got it gave us an effective thirty percent raise because it put us back to about where we were in twenty sixteen um, before they severed what we pay, uh, what what they you know the drivers pay, the, the passengers pay from what we make, um, and so. Effectively, it was a 30% raise. At the same time, what Uber and Lyft did was put a 50% increase in, in the passenger's price. And then they blamed it on the drivers. Well, we have to pay the drivers. So we're, uh, no, I mean, you're, you're, you're skimming a whole lot more. Not only are they, are they taking uh, the same percent of a bigger pie, but they're taking a bigger percent of the pie. And now that's what they're doing statewide. Um, and Uber and Lyft, uh, if their business model is not sustainable, without them having to take more than half of every fare, well then, honestly, we need to find somebody who can come in here and, and do this right. But we can't just go along with status quo if it's unsustainable for the drivers and have the drivers subsidized passengers getting free rides, yep. just like Uber and Lyft used to do with their venture capitalists. Well, I, I don't get a 500 million infusion every year. Absolutely, but you know what though? I mean, I, I, I understand Vinny's comment here. Um, you know, state of Washington obviously is not California, right? It may not be exactly the same model that may work in Massachusetts or in Chicago or in Illinois or in you know Colorado or whatever. That's not the point. The point is without union back backing and talking to legislatures, without those two groups backing the driver cause, these companies are never going to come to the table and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. That's a fact. That's the yeah, trend. You could it's say, I the like trend. what we have now. What we have now is worse than what it was, and it's just continuing to slide down. Yep. It's well, that's been the trend. I mean, I'm in LA, I'm in one of the biggest markets of Uber has, and it's the trend has been my friend. I've gone through six fair cuts, including this last one. So to me, you know, these companies, exactly what you said. I mean, you know, it may be the business model stupid, but it is what it is, right? You have to, you cannot keep just taking away from the driver and and you know keeping it yourself. You just can't keep doing that. But let's talk about, you know, let's just, I think, you know, you've had this thing for about a year and a half, right? This model in existence. Okay. Yep. In, in, in its current package, right? Um, you know, going back to, again, that comment, 
has ridership declined is is uber is making the same amount of percentage as they were making before but you know rising tide lifts all boats so you guys are making more money right and the passengers are paying so i mean i i looked at the numbers uh, i don't see a decline in in uh, requests i don't see you know like a uh, ridership collapsing right and then drivers are waiting hours and hours for a request i don't see that happening so to me if it's working there and seattle is what 600 700,000 people like it's a pretty decent sized city right so the my, metro areas are good 2 million or so yeah okay so to me it's like i think i think it's doable and not again exactly duplicate you know duplicate what you guys have but obviously every city has their own cost of living you know all these things need, could be adjusted right I mean, so let's let's talk about that for a second, right? Let's talk about you're you're still on a time and distance rates. You do not have yep. upfront fares, right? No upfront fares. Okay, and and you do you still don't know where you're going, correct? Uh, we get a lot more information now. We're um, Lyft will tell us uh, will show us on the map exactly where we're going, okay. and Uber will give us. Um, Actually, I think they give us the almost full address of the street name and 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 city and zip code okay. and stuff. So we, well, we have a pretty good idea where we're going. Yeah, obviously, but the, you know, if the rate if they're showing you the rate, you can kind of figure out you know reverse yeah. engineer it and figure out how far the ride's going to be. But um, me and Chris, we always would you know would say you know that when you are not on obviously on many many shows that at the currently with the upfront fares, the acceptance rates in the country are collapsing, literally, like they're taking a nosedive, okay? Mm -hmm. Because the, 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 some of the trips that we see is just absolute horrendous, right? Mm -hmm. So I ask you this, but then now publicly you can announce it. What is your personal, and we always said, if we had Seattle rates, we would accept everything. <laughs> our our <laughs> acceptance rate would be like 95%. So what is your personal acceptance rate? Well, it just dropped down to 90% last night. Um, oh. Usually in the last <laughs> couple months, it was around 92 to 93 percent. I just dropped. Uh, see, Uber, Uber, I had, look, uh, if you're watching, look, that is how you fix the acceptance rates right yeah. here. Yeah, right there. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, to me, it's like, OK, so so let's look at this list. OK, then this is from this. We didn't make this up. Walt sent us this this uh, uh, little, little screenshot yeah, this is here. The Washington State Minimum Wage Act, and and it basically breaks down. Um, it might be hard for you to see if you're watching, if you're listening. Um, this might be, uh, obviously, you won't see it, so we're, we're going to kind of explain it. But yeah, it's the uh, 2023 minimum driver rates, and they have it broken down where it's trips starting in Seattle, and it could end anywhere uh, the greater of. So that could be, as long as it starts in Seattle, no matter where it ends, you know, that's that within Seattle, uh, it's got different rates. And then Trips uh, starting outside Seattle and ending outside Seattle, uh, the greater of, have a different rate. And then trips starting outside Seattle and ending inside Seattle have kind of dual rates. So rate. whatever hybrid happens rate, yeah. in, yeah, whatever happens within Seattle has a different rate than it does outside the city of Seattle. Right. Uh, so unless you're taking let's, let's, outside let's, city. You know, everybody settle down here on the chat because chat's flying now. Now, everybody, please listen carefully to these numbers. Let's see where you guys are at compared to these numbers. Okay, go ahead, Walt. Tell us what the three different, you know, rates are: the hybrid version, Seattle within Seattle, and outside of Seattle version. Everybody, well, everybody, listen to this. <laughs> within Seattle, we're getting a one dollar and fifty cents per mile, 
and mm. we're getting uh, where are we? Sixty-four cents per minute. Okay, right and then and there, that's minimum... forty bucks an hour. Sixty-four cents a minute is forty bucks an hour. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll send, a minimum I'll trip ride. So large, yeah. if you're taking somebody three blocks, you'll always get at least is it five sixty-two? Yeah. There you go. And okay. so outside Seattle, uh, we get the one twenty-seven per mile, thirty-seven cents per minute. And a minimum trip of $3.26. And the reason for the minimum trip is because, oh my gosh, we gave up like the $1 per ride initial starting fee before the fares kick in. So that yep. makes sure that we, we don't end up making less for the small rides. Okay. I guarantee but, you, I walk, I guarantee you, there are a lot of people who also had to drive Excel and maybe Lux, Lyft Lux and things like that. And all I have a lot of drivers who, who do that. I guarantee you these rates... Okay, that for UberX and Lyft standard are higher than Excel and and um, Lyft Lux and or Uber Comfort or whatever they are by a mile. Okay, mm -hmm. especially the especially the time component. Okay, now mm -hmm. I'll give you a quick comparison. You'll continue with these rates um, before upfront fares in Los Angeles with the cost of living crazy increases that we had. Our rates were 60 cents a mile and 21 cents a minute. People listening to this, 60 and 21. And I'm sure we did a show actually with Chris putting up major cities minute and, and, and you know mile rates. They were very similar, 62, 64, somewhere 70. Okay, we're yeah. talking here $1.50 a mile and 64 cents a minute in Seattle. And on the low end, buck twenty-seven a mile and thirty-seven cents a minute. Anybody comes close to this, please email me, Sergio at the rightshareguy.com. So go ahead, Walt. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> these numbers are only applicable when you have a butt in the back seat. So if you have, if you were making sixty cents a mile, but only getting paid for about sixty percent of your total miles, then you're actually only getting paid forty cents a mile, which means you're losing money. Absolutely. Every mile you drive. Yeah. And that was before the upfront fares and the upfront fares weren't put in to make us make more money. No, it was a way to hide the fact that they're taking more and more from us. So we, we actually need numbers like this in order to be sustainable. In practice, uh, if we can go, let me see. Okay, you know what? There's a quick question I want you to answer before you forget. Yeah, go ahead. Saying, do they offer quests and does it surge in Seattle or in the state of Washington in general? Yes, there are quests and there are surges. Um, the surges aren't as frequent as they used to be. Um, they're not here either. They're not here either. Trust I, me. You know, personally, I would much prefer to guarantee that I'm making decent money on every ride than hope maybe I can go chase a surge where Uber requires you to be within 100 feet of the center of it to actually get the, the, the maximum and have it disappear by the time I get there. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't want to play a yeah. game. I want to make money. Yeah. I mean, it's that what if any other additional incentives do they offer when it comes are you getting um you know are you getting any types of promotions bonuses anything like that or is it just Lyft straight is pay? doing like you know start something within a zone and then take three rides and you get eleven dollars more um uber isn't doing as much of those um okay so and, yeah it seems like it's mostly going to be based on you know drivers to rides coming in um, yeah. how many drivers do they have that's active versus how many rides are coming in? You know, if you have a lower amount of drivers and more amount of rides coming in, you know, they're going to have to incentivize drivers to come on board 
whether that's in Seattle, Washington, or anywhere else. Yeah. All right. So um, there's one other question that uh, Norma is asking. Does mileage begins immediately or from pickup of passenger? Just like everywhere else, you're getting paid for period three. Period. Yeah. That's it. That's This is period three rates. Uh, yeah, you, the, the mileage is from pickup a passenger or Uber. They start giving you a long uh, pickup after nine minutes of travel. Which and you have just in the last like th yeah. Yeah. So, three weeks yeah. or so, Lyft has started giving additional um, like like two or three dollars or so when, when you've got about 11 or 12, 13 minutes out there. It's mm -hmm. They're not letting us know what the, what's behind the number. It's yeah. just, hey, you, it's a 12 minute 12 minutes away and we're going to give you 250. I'm like, OK, cool. That's All better right. than nothing. Right. Okay, so next one. So, this is uh, Uber rates in Seattle. They um, they have basically a zone one and a zone two, and then outside of there uh, is the same thing as the uh, the zone one, the, the lower rates. So basically, you see the little small green area in Seattle. Yeah, that is where we get the higher one fifty sixty four cent rate. Um, and then everything outside of that statewide is, is the same. Right. And so you can move on. And, and, and one other quick thing though, while we're at it at the rates, um, remind us what kind of increase you got uh, adjusted to inflation for 2023. Yeah. Well, on top of the rest of the state actually going up to have higher rates, uh, in Seattle, I think it was a, I believe it was an 8% increase. I can't yeah. remember the, the number, but uh, we went from about 137 to 150 per mile. Um, so that, yeah, it's about 8%, 8%. And every year as the cost of living increases, our rates are going to get pegged to that. So we will not be losing ground to inflation. We're, we're going to keep pace to that. Right. And the next one shows our Seattle lift rates. Um, and again, in, in Seattle, they're advertising the same thing. And outside Seattle, on the next slide, they're advertising the same, but it should be noted when we pass these laws and and get the companies to have to actually follow them, that's only the first step. The next thing we got to do is enforce them. And Uber and Lyft have shown many, many times that they're, they're a little uh, free and loose with actually following the rules. Um, and in this case, you'll note it says per mile 127 and per minute 37 cents. When you look at actually how much they're paying, you'll discover that they're they're skimming a quarter of a penny off of every mile and every minute <laughs> driven statewide times a million people. You know, I mean, just it's, uh, it's uh, unreal. <laughs> so for each individual, it's a little bit of money each time, maybe two cents for a short ride, 15 cents for a long ride. But if I could skim between two and 15 cents off every ride that's happening, I'd be a millionaire in no time. Uh, we talked about that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's called the nickel and diming of Uber and Lyft to draw, uh, to, to make a profit. Uh, yeah. You know, you take, you take a nickel or a dime uh, off every single ride, and you, you're doing two billion trips in a quarter. Uh, that's two hundred million dollars that just goes right into profit. So, without front earnings outside of Washington and, and some other minor areas that don't follow upfront earnings that still have rate cards, uh, yeah, you're uh, not knowing whether they're they're just boiling the frog in a pot of water uh, over a long period of time, which means, hey, they're starting the rates around the same what they were previously before upfront earnings change. And now are they starting to get conditioned drivers to accept lower and lower? 
Um, yeah. So yeah. that yeah. is yeah. something that we have to, to definitely be aware of. And, and, you know, we're running our tests because we're looking at screenshots, you know, from six months ago in August when it really started r- ramping out to other parts of the country to what it is today uh, to see how much of a difference is changing. Is it dropping across all types of pl- rides, meaning close rides, medium rides, long rides? How's that looking? So uh, we're, we're definitely staying on it and going to call it out as is. But, you know, something like Washington, yeah. you're, you're guaranteed that. And then again, like you said, with, with it going up over time because of the cost of living or inflation, you don't have to worry about that because it's taken into account. Yeah. 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 All right. So here's a, here's a trip. There's one of the few trips that we're going to show you guys. So, you know, we're going to show you inside Seattle, starting in Seattle, ending somewhere else, hybrid version, whatever it is. So Walt's going to walk you through this. Go ahead. So, yeah, this is this is an ordinary run of the mill kind of, you know, 10 minute trip um, and uh, three and a half miles. Uh, you know, it adds up to eight dollars and ten cents. And that, that's a lot better than what, you know, we used to get before this outside of Seattle. But here's 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 how Uber and Lyft are making this happen. They're charging the customer fourteen ninety five, and if you look at the far bottom corner, it says your earnings represent fifty four point two percent of the total passenger fare. Um, and so, basically, the, you know, on your average run of the mill, medium suburb trips, they're taking half the money, and people are people are still paying that amount. Uh, so, you know, the system hasn't broken yet. And if you move to the next slide. Um, I would take right? this trip every single day, every single minute. Every <laughs> single <laughs> this is an yeah, airport, so, airport ride okay. going in, going uh, into Seattle from the airport. And this this will show you how you see the uh, the distance is broken down. So I got 2370, but part of that was at seven miles at at the lower rate and then the final 9.77 miles at the the higher rate. And so you add it all together. Um, And and again, Uber took almost 40% of the fare. If you look at the bottom corner, your earnings represent 62.7% of the total passenger fare. Um, It's yeah. And uh, real quick, just a lot of those who are listening. Uh, and not pay, not able to see. Uh, basically, for a ride in outside Seattle that ends in Seattle because there's two different payments, he was at 22 minutes 39 seconds for the duration of the trip, which lasted 16.8 miles, and he got paid 35.67 on that. Yep. All right. So, yeah, and so you'll see a lot of stuff that Uber has there about our our service fee summary to make it look like they're only making eight dollars and sixty four cents on the ride, but. These numbers are all just imaginary. Their commercial auto insurance thing, that that rate, that that rate is just much higher than what they have to pay. Well, I've told you because we're, I'm doing, I'm actually, I'm actually investigating that. Well, because what they do is they stick the marketplace fee in there that the driver doesn't get. You know, you know, for a 22 minute trip, paying 565 commercial insurance is total BS. It doesn't work at yeah. all. But we're we're gonna discover that coming up uh, on the next few shows because. They're definitely sandbagging, making their take rate look very small, which is not. So. Well, the driver's sick, paid sick time is an easy one to calculate. It, it, it's one to 40 yep. of, of, of my total thing. So if at 61 cents or something like that, I have to have an average um, ride payment of 29, 20, 26, 27 dollars, something like that. Um, and my nobody's average is that high. Most yeah. of your rides are little short ones. Yeah. So they're, they're just 
they're making it look like they have higher fees than they do. Sure. And then the bigger thing is they're, um, they're comparing their net. They're taking their fees out and then comparing that to our gross. Well, if you're, you're going to look at your service fees, well, then I get to add in my gas, my tires, my oil changes, my depreciation of my car, yeah. uh, you know, and then I'm not making 718 on this trip. I'm yeah. making a lot less than that 718. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you know, this is, uh, this, is, this is another short trip that you put us, but you know, the, once you get to the middle screenshot, middle part of this, you know, there's a lot of these breakdowns that are all on the same, on the, on the trips, on these screenshots. It says Seattle Transportation Network Company tax, right? Is that part of the deactivation process? Is that goes towards a fund? Is that is that how this works? And then you yep. also have um, driver paid sick time, right? So explain those things real quickly for us, what they are. Well, the Seattle Transportation Network Company tax is um, paying for the, uh, the driver representation. Uh, it's paying for the lawyers who are helping get drivers back on the road after they've been wrongly deactivated. It's paying for, you know, uh, it's also paying for uh, community housing and public transportation because that was part of the deal that, that we made in order to get enough allies in Seattle to get the bill passed. Um, but it should be noted, I don't know why they're still charging us this because the state thing has now prompted it, uh, preempted it so that you know, the Seattle stuff is no longer really happening. It's all based on the state thing. But again, Uber wants to make it look like they're making less on each ride. So yeah. they throw all these numbers out. And again, the driver paid sick time, uh, 61 cents. That's uh, almost 10% of my total fare. I'm only yeah. making one fortieth of this in, in the maximum sick leave if I claimed it all. So it's really sandbagging on ninety percent. Well, yeah, fuzzy math because what they do is like they they take all this all these numbers and put it up and take it off of the, you know the the passenger fare right. They didn't they, the passenger didn't pay sixty one cents for that. It probably paid a dime or a nickel for it. But then Uber goes, oh, I paid sixty one cents, so I can lower my take rate and make make my take rate look like nothing, right? It's not well, the passenger didn't pay any of that. The passengers yeah. just paid thirteen ninety one. Exactly. Yeah. So and of and that then, 1391, Uber and Lyft can do whatever they want. Um, yeah. and they only paid me 718 of that, which oh look at that, is just a hair over half, 51.6% of the total fare. Yep. For a little okay, short so, trip in, in, in the cities, they're taking half. Yep. Um, um that's the next one. But before that, can you highlight the Norma's question there? Because that's an important question for Walt to answer at the end. Or this one now. Okay, there you go. Do you pay any union dues? Do you need special licenses to drive? Do you have to carry commercial insurance? What are the costs? If so, good question. Okay, personally, I pay union dues, um, but it's voluntary. You don't have to be a member of the union, but I pay thirty bucks or thirty-five bucks a month. Okay. Um, and because I pay that, I get free legal representation if I get a traffic ticket. So I've got somebody to go down to court and fight that and turn it into a a, a, a light infraction you know, a non-moving violation, which doesn't count against me on your three strikes and out. Um, and and I also, um, uh, as a member of the union, I'm able to basically get information and help make sure that we're fighting for the right things. But anyway, um, special license to drive. Uh, no. Do we have to carry commercial insurance? Uh, yes, we should do that. Everybody here should do that because if you're just using your personal insurance plan and you get in a crash, even when you're not Ubering, if they find out you were an Uber driver, they will not pay you. 
It's no, I mean, the, is Uber is still in your in your state is also offering the you know the the, the Uber, million Uber has to has to provide a minimum when there's when we're on the the part two and part when I'm driving to pick somebody up and when I have somebody yeah. Uber insurance is is going to cover something. Right. But in the time when I'm just deadheading around waiting for the next ride, that's my insurance. Right. Um. And again, if if you don't get a ride share add on, and a lot of drivers don't, you're really playing with fire because yeah. once you get in a crash and they find out you were an Uber driver, they're going to drop you like hot potato. Yep. Absolutely. That's extra ride share insurance and whatever you're going to buy. Right. So here's another trip Uber mid long in Seattle. So there you go. There's another one. I would do this trip again, you know, all day long, but I will never yeah. get to in LA. I would not even come close to this for this, for this length and, and, and duration, not a chance. I would get this fair. Yeah, hold on. Uh, we're a little tight on time. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run through these uh, real quick yeah. and then we can, you know, kind of do a quick discussion right after. Um, we're going to go over some of the uh, rest of the Uber rates and then a couple of lifts uh, just so people can hear. Uh, so this trip, uh, it's 24.56 for 17 minutes, 18 seconds, 7.9 miles. Uh, and again, this is happening within Seattle. Uh, the next one is 49.25 in earnings. This is an Uber long one outside Seattle. Uh, and you're getting uh, 24, or 24 minutes, 44 seconds at 23.7 miles. Uh, then you're getting another one of Uber long airport uh, ride outside Seattle. And this is 47 minutes and 44 seconds for 36, uh, 36.2 miles. And your earnings is 74.51. Uh, then the next one is 41. Again, the earnings are 41.40, 31 minutes, 7 seconds with 14.3 miles. And again, this is uh, from Seattle within Seattle to Seattle. the airport. And then uh, going on, also uh, Uber long outside seattle uh this one is 36 uh, minutes and six seconds and 24.9 miles for an earnings of 46.94 basically 47 dollars uh, and that is going through the uber rates then going on the lift rates if you just want to run through these real quick too um and then we'll uh we can talk about the you know kind of the takeaway from that yeah the first one is uh within seattle oh wait da, 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 one turn uh, sorry, outside Seattle, a short ride. And that, that's where you're getting the, the, the minimum of $3.26. Right. Um, and you, we can't go below that. And, and $3.26 is not a lot of money, but at least we're getting more than more than three bucks. Um, and then the next one is a outside Seattle long trip, um, which uh, I got 50 bucks for uh, 35 minutes, 47 seconds and 29 miles. And the next one is a uh, starting in Seattle um, long-ish trip. So it was 35 minutes and 17 miles starting in Seattle, which I made 53.85 on. And of let's see, da, 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 and we have a medium-sized trip outside Seattle, uh, eight minutes and 4.19 miles for 8:30. And then the last one is starting in Seattle. Um, it's sort of a medium trip. 11 minutes and uh, 11 minutes 55 seconds and five miles for 1519 and on these all of them will note the time it says 36 uh, 0.3675 per minute um that is a quarter of a penny less than what it should be 
and the distance is 0.12675, not 127. Again, a quarter of a mm. cent per mile skimmed <laughs> off every ride statewide. Good old lift. There you go. There's, there's two and a half cents here, two and a half cents there. But yeah, we're going to hold to it. This is not over here. So we have like a couple uh, of minutes. I, I, hope I hope there's back pay coming to you from all of these uh, yeah. miscalculations yeah. here. Yeah. All this, all Our this good glitches, friends at labor and industry will be on the on the beat. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on to the firewall. Um, so a couple of questions <laughs> that comes to mind is is this: Are you a full time driver or a part time driver? Full time. Full time. Now, um, you don't have to divulge this if you don't want to, but then I'm sure a lot of people are going to ask, well, with all these rates, this guy must be swimming in cash. Or since these rates are so high, there is such oversaturation that your utilization factor is maybe like 30%, because who would not want to drive? I mean, these are questions that would come to my mind. I'm sure they're asking it because the, the chat's flying today. So I'm going like, uh, but those would come to my mind that I would ask you. Like, what is your, you know, if you can, if you want to, you don't want to, it's fine. Uh, weekly gross for a decent week that you drove, let's say, maybe 40 hours, okay? And is there oversaturation in your market that you're seeing that we're witnessing pretty much every other major city in the country? Well, if I'm doing about 40 hours uh, gross week, usually gets me around 15. If I'm pushing it really hard... Um, I'm doing like 65 to 70 hours and um, usually around 19 to 21, 22. That's, on, that's online hours, right? Yes. Okay. And, and how about? And some of that actually would be higher if, if I mean, sometimes I say I, I live about 80 miles away from Seattle up in Bellingham. Okay. And um, honestly, this area has always been oversaturated with drivers. Um, and so I've always gone down to Seattle to, to make money. I, I stay stay local every once in a while, but it, it just makes sense to go where, where all the action is. So sometimes when I'm driving down, I'll have like the directional things saying, give me a ride to the Air Force Base way past Tacoma so I can get anything, including the airport rides along the way. And usually I don't, but when I do, hey, it's gravy. You know, and like one of the rides we showed was during my commute, I got a 50 mile, a $50 ride for half of my commute. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. That paid for the, the round trip and <laughs> so more. So it's not mandatory to be part of a union. It's voluntary, right? And yeah. and you, I'm sure you speak to quite a bit of drivers being part of the union or, you know, um, you have friends or whatever. Um, what percentage of Seattle drivers are happy with what they have and what percentage are not, if you know, or do you hear any? Do you, do you look, all we hear when we do videos, popular videos, unpopular videos, all we hear is complaining. I'm yeah, not well, sure you guys have anything to complain about. What, is there any complaints? What are you guys complaining about? Seattle's had the higher rates for a year and a half, and it, it didn't suddenly evaporate the demand then. Um, it should be noted that this year, um, I, I think demand has gone down a little, uh, largely because of the, the layoffs and the layoff fears in the tech industry, and we're a big tech area, Microsoft and you know, Google and all that. They're all everybody's run, running scared. So yeah. that makes it less likely that people will want to pay $70 to come all the way in from Redmond to go downtown to party each way. Um, and so that that's depressing it a little bit. Uh, but uh, again, the Seattle rates didn't change that much. I think part of it is psychologically more and more drivers from the area outside of Seattle um, are saying, wow, oh, we didn't know Seattle was that good. I don't know how, we, how they were missing it, but uh um, and so even though right rates went up for them everywhere statewide, more and more people said, 
started to look at, at the rates and go, oh, well, let me get the best. So I think we've had a, uh, a number of regional drivers come into Seattle because they want to get those ultra super high fares and not be settled with the, the really high fares elsewhere. Um, but then that opens up opportunities. So uh, if I just go into the suburbs, I'm picking up a, a good steady amount of rides. It's, it's just like anything. The, the business cycles don't stay the same. You have to learn to adapt and adjust. If you just want to keep doing the same thing and fishing in the same hole, if there are no fish there, uh, you ain't going to make any money. So yeah. those of us yep. who know where to go, we're, we're doing fine. Yeah. I mean, look, um, I, I don't think anybody online hours wise is averaging what you guys are averaging just for the fact that you have the high rates. And then, you know, Vinny, I disagree with you completely, actually. It doesn't prove anything. All it does is it does the same thing in the Miami market. Show me one Uber X or, or Lyft uh, standard driver that's pulling down 35 to 40 bucks per online hour. Not a possibility. So my point is you guys have something good, right? Um, just give me one more minute because Chris is running late. Uh, we're running late. But give me one more minute on the new thing that you guys have coming. I think it's called uh, 1570, the bill that you guys are working on. It gives you a little bit more yeah. rights. Well, we um, it it just passed the House and it's going to be going to the the Senate and um, it's a Family Medical Leave Act um, and we're working on the details, but effectively what it's going to uh, provide for is um, we get bought into the same family medical leave um, insurance that the rest of the state has for regular employees, okay. um, with one difference on the the family side of it. So if I if I have a kid. Um, the insurance is going to be paid for by Uber and Lyft 100% rather than a sharing thing. But on the medical side, it's, it's, it's a sharing piece. And so we, you know, okay. it's just one more extra bit of the, the full rights of uh, being an employee that, that we're getting without having to be employees. And every, every state could do this. It's not like you have to be an employee to get medical leave. Look, we're getting it. <gasps> you know, so, it, okay. you know. There are many right. ways to skin a cat, and this is uh, this, this is what we're doing. All right, cool. All right, well, yeah. All right, well, coming out and sharing all that. Uh, do you have one last thing that you want to say when it comes down to it? Uh, I mean, if you go to uh, the slide queue, uh, the Uber IPO quote, bingo. That one. <laughs> that one. I remember this one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't take my word for it, people. Uh, but I, we keep talking about how Uber is going to take less and less, uh, pay us less and less and less. They admitted it. You can look at, go to the link here. It's on the SEC page in their IPO filing. This is their risks to investors. And they basically said, hey, as we aim to reduce driver incentives to improve our financial performance, we expect driver dissatisfaction will generally increase. And that's what we call legalese for as we pay you less, we expect you to not like it. <laughs> yep. Holy cow. <laughs> you know. And, and so, I mean, they, they admit it. And that's what, the, that's what the upfront pricing has all been about. It's so that we can mm -hmm. find a way to just make the same rise. One day, they'll pay you $8. The next day, they'll pay you $7.50. Next day, it'll be $7.35 and $7.25. And before you know it, we're all chasing that same ride for $4.25. Yep. And mm -hmm. as long as people are willing to take that lying down, they are happy to take it from us.
But if we stand up, yeah, there is another way. We all deserve to have rates similar to like what Seattle's doing. And I, I don't want to be the ones who are highest in the country, as I said before. I, other places need to be able to, to adopt things like this and find other other ways to improve the benefits. And then we can then have a stronger thing to push us to get better and then everybody can get better. Then everybody, so let's, let's do this. Yeah. All right. So All right. if you want to hang out, please hang out. The other thing is I'm hearing myself on, I think you have YouTube on at the same time you're watching yourself, I think. We were hearing like a double. Uh... Not here. No, I'm hearing like. I'm not hearing double. anything. No. <laughs> All right, we'll continue that way then. So, let me check uh, real quick if there is an echo on on the show itself. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it. Testing. No, I'm not I hearing anything over here. Let me, let me get let me get out. Let me get back in. Get, you do a little bit of the Sunshine Men promo, and then I'll go out and come back in. Testing, 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 testing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm listening. I don't hear anything. So, yeah. yeah. No, there is a little bit. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's all about. Um, if you're still hearing that echo, let me know. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> Okay, some are saying no issue with audio. All right, well, either way, uh, Sergio will be back on in just right now. Welcome All right. back. All right, <laughs> All right. so uh, again, Walt, thanks for coming on and sharing that. Um, yeah, if you want to you know, chime in here or there on some of the different topics that we're going to be talking about right now, uh, by all means. Uh, but first, let us get into Show Me the Extra Mile Sunshine Award. Uh, we talked about this. We announced this last week on last week's show. Uh, basically, this is we want to kind of change the narrative just a little bit. Instead of having all these negative, you know, pain in the ass issues that are happening, we want to highlight some of the good things that are going on, some of the you know great above and beyond stories that you may have been uh, doing that you you know can get awarded for. And we're going to be doing it with the Show Me the Extra Mile Sunshine Award, where a lucky winner who's going to be handpicked uh, from your stories is going to win one hundred dollars for your awesome pay it forward story. Uh, and why, uh, you know, you can either come on to the channel and, you know, share your story, uh, whether that's going to be on the show itself, or if you want to do an interview with Sergio, you know, kind of just as is, uh, and we can highlight that, uh, but you could win, you know, your chance for a hundred bucks and we're going to be doing uh, one per month. So we just want to make you aware of this and let you know what's going on. Um, but yeah, what you can do is you email Sergio, your story, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Make sure you share your photos, share anything that can help relay that story to what it is. Uh, if you have dash cam footage, send it that way as well. Uh, whatever it is to show your story and how you went above and beyond. Uh, let's kind of change the narrative a little bit. So, you know, everybody's kind of a little bit happier out there uh, and, you know, paying it forward and all that stuff. You bet. So right. I don't know if you want to all mention right. anything more with that, Serge, but... No, uh, I got, I got well, two entries already, entries so already. Um, I'm waiting for more. Awesome. I'm waiting for more. All right. Well, we still have half the month to go because what we're going to end up doing is we're going to do it by the month. Uh, so in March, it's March through the end of March. Uh, so everybody who puts in their stories, everything that happens, uh, then, 
you know, probably, I don't know, a week or so it's going to take for us to go through maybe a little sooner than that. Um, but be able to choose the winner and then go from there and we'll announce it as well too. So it's not going to be, you know, April one, we're going to announce the winner. It's going to be a little, you know, a week or so in, uh, to, to April. So we can at least, uh, know what's going on. All right. Well, let's move on to, uh, our first topic. And that is, is Lyft listening? Because, you know, we talked about this last week when it came to the wait times, when it came to not adjusting trips. And lo and behold, now we're getting some screenshots from everybody. They are adjusting trips and they are, um, you know, handing that wait time to drivers now. I think that was kind of the initiative and maybe it didn't show right on the whole uh, app itself. Uh, I think that was an update, uh, an error. I don't know, uh, but who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Sue. Right. Uh, much appreciated. So, uh, yeah, we've been putting these up. And, um, you know, for the past, I don't know, two months, we've been kind of hammering over and lift that they're not adjusting, that they're saying they're going to adjust. If a trip goes longer by distance and duration, and um, finally, finally, I got screenshots that if a trip goes longer than the estimate from the upfront side, we are getting the adjustment up. Now, we took credit for a couple other things that we thought we fixed, which I think we did actually. One was the logging out of the driver for hours and hours and hours um, after three declines. Now, now, okay, I'm hearing myself. Okay, I'm hearing myself. Okay. Um, okay. I, um, I, I am, we're going to take credit for the credit credit because they're adjusting up they're adjusting and, up. and decent amounts and too. Decent amounts um, too. So, so there we go. There we go. Yeah. I'm just trying to see, see the echo thing. So I'm not sure what's going on. I hear it pretty much only when you're talking. I mean, if, if, the stream, Somebody else the stream says the same. Stream are saying they're hearing an echo. So. Hearing an echo. I'm, not sure. I'm not sure. I had mine on mute. I had mine on mute. Couldn't be from here. Yeah, everybody's echoing on me. Echoing on me. Um. Okay. Well. Anyway. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm only here. I hear. Uh, I was on the, the live and just hearing it from my end. I only hear. Uh, the echo when you're talking so i'm not sure if you got speakers or something going on where it's picking up i mean i don't hear uh you going through but i'm not I sure i don't have anything honestly but it says that a lot of people are saying echo is for Sergio only so i can go back in go back yeah. out again but i, I don't know what else to tell. You, you, you tell me <laughs> i don't know what's weird is though i don't hear an echo on you at all so um okay. that's the that's the weird I, part i hear his echo i hear his echo uh, in the in the chat or in the live stream? In the chat. In the chat. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Well, you may have to do this one yeah. <laughs> until we figure this out. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That's really weird. Yeah. All right. So Lyft is adjusting up, people. Be happy about it. Um, I am uh, delightfully happy about this. So on the first trip, they did a um, $3 adjustment for a trip that lasted about six minutes longer, which is pretty damn good, actually. And on the middle trip, uh, they did an adjustment because the trip was further, right? Instead of 3.75 miles, 
it went for 6.44 miles. And for a three mile uh, or, you know, two and, a, two and three quarter mile adjustment, they paid $3.99. So I'm happy about it that they're finally listening and doing this. Um, so there we go. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, Chris is gone now. So let's go to the next one. Oh. All right. Well, either way, I don't know what happened there, but I'm glad that yeah, we got worked good. out. So. It's All coming. Right. And then yeah. these are more adjustments, right? So the trip is supposed to go 22 minutes and 47 seconds, according to the upfront estimate. And it went from 22, it's about another 15 minutes. So they adjusted upward by $4.06. Um, you know, a lot of people may say, well, if nothing, it's another 15 minutes. But if you extrapolate that, that's 16 more bucks per, for the hour. So I take it. Look, I take it over, over zero anyway, okay? And then on this <laughs> last one, um, see, Walt doesn't have these problems because he gets paid by time and distance, but we don't. <laughs> Walt, you never, yeah. you never want upfront fares, Walt. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, we no. we do that for the deliveries here, and it's it's just. No, yeah, you got to you got to work with my man Zach over there. He's in also Bellingham. You know, you guys <laughs> got to work together. Put this, you know, fix the delivery drivers, uh, you know, problems up there. So, and this last one. The estimate was 21 minutes and 18 seconds for 7.13 miles. It went for 40 minutes, so 19 minutes longer, but it, it lift adjusted 547. None of these will have, I did an article, equal trips like this with adjustments. None of them were adjusted. Now they're adjusting. Lift, much appreciated. If we can take some credit, we'll take some credit. I doubt it, <laughs> but let's 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 say we did. Okay, so there you take go. Take a bow. Well, either, either way, either way. You know, we got we got to give them kudos for that because they are doing the adjustments. You don't have to do like a fare addendum or something like that. Like you yeah. got to do it for every every single ride you do on Uber. Um, right. So hey, Lyft, you know maybe maybe you're getting a little extra water or that sun's coming in at a different angle and starting to spruce up the tree a little bit. So good to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but <laughs> probably stock not. Is, stock is on, on the flips. On the flip side, though, yeah. now uh, now they're showing the. In the in the app when, when you know we were waiting for a rider now it's starting to say you're getting paid extra uh during okay. wait time so this is from a reliable a source this is from a reliable source this is gabe in san francisco he's just sent me this check this morning um uh -huh. lift started charging passengers about a month ago for wait fee wait time and they never passed it on to the driver so and gabe confirmed that it's starting after two minutes just like uber's is after two minutes, uh, wait time is being charged and the driver is getting paid. Another good thing, Lyft. Much appreciated. I know it's pennies and nickels and dimes, but, you know, it's not charity. We're not going to do this for charity. We're not going to go wait there, burn our gas and, 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 you know, wait for the passenger for five, six, seven minutes sometimes without getting paid. I think it's a good thing. These are good things. See? See? When good things happen, mm -hmm. we call it good. Everybody says, you guys complain all the time. I'm like, no, we don't. There you go. There's no, no. good things These happening. These are good things. Yeah. These are two good things. Yeah. But on the flip side, you know, let's 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 uh let's talk about you know, Seattle had their uh bill proposed, uh, and then it went to the state. Uh California had AB5, then prop 22. Massachusetts yeah. had an AB5 like, uh, New York had an AB5 like that didn't go anywhere. Massachusetts then had like a prop 22 like, but got dismantled before it could even get onto the ballot. Uh now they're looking at other legislation. Uh, Chicago is looking at legislation. Other cities and areas like Colorado and uh, Minneapolis and other places are looking at legislation for driver protections, for pay transparency, for driver pay. 
and all of these things. They're starting to come together. But the same bullshit that Uber pulled when AB5 went into effect, or at least when it you know was passed before it went into effect, they would email all of the drivers. And then when they were trying to push for Prop 22, they would notify all of the drivers. They're paying these, playing the exact same card the only thing is drivers, I'm telling you right now, I said this, you know, a couple of years ago when they were doing this in California, I said, look, they're going to pull this shit. They're doing the same exact thing right now. Here's the screenshots right here. Yep. This is from Chicago. They have the unjust deactivation bill going through as far as, you know, a lot of other um, benefits drivers are getting in Seattle. Of course, Uber is immediately in the app pushing, saying that, you know, Call you tell your lawmakers Uber's platform, and they're playing the scare tactics about um, restrictions of when and where you can drive, flexibility, additional requirements to drive, all this stuff. None of this is true. Okay, all they want you to do is click click that white big box there on the right side, and and uh, that'll send some sort of like a vote uh, amongst drivers. Do not fall for these scare tactics, please, people. Do not fall for these tactics. These are because we we have somebody need. right here. We have somebody right here, right right between Sergio and myself, right now from Seattle. If you're if you're just coming in now uh, and you didn't listen to the first forty five minutes, go back and listen to that because that is how a system can work. And I, I don't. Did you get something like this when it came to to the Seattle? Oh, it uh, was, did you get uh, the, these I types mean, of cats and dogs were going to sleep together and the sky was going to fall and uh, you know <laughs> oh you'll have no freedom and you won't be able to do anything and they had that entire fight every step of the way when we were passing the Fair Share Act in Seattle, and then lo and behold mm. nothing happened, a- and mm. we never heard anything about it. It's like oh <laughs> moving along oh yeah ignore what we just said, uh, and so so. The, so for it, those it ca- drivers who get this, do not fall for it. Ignore In fact, it. if you do want to tell your lawmakers about the bills that they're proposing, then go research the bills real quick in your area and then tell them your actual thoughts. But do not, you don't click that because it's going to fill out a preformed little letter that says, we don't want this or something like that as an Uber driver, whatever pre preformed letter, and they'll just attach your name to it at the, at the bottom. Uh, so Each if you're for things- that type of legislation, not if you're against it. Each of these things Uber and Lyft can do, whether or not these laws pass, whether or not you become an employee, whether they 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 could put restrictions on you if they want to, and they don't need to. But yeah. it's just the 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 scare threat tactic. And the one thing you can guarantee they will follow up on is if you get paid, you know, ten cents more, well then they're going to take twenty cents from the passenger. Yeah. Well, they're going to play so this. You know, why? Because gonna... they. They, they can use that the as the excuse. They play the scare tactics very well with the passengers too, right? That's what they did during mm-hmm. Prop 22. Uh, you know, they said, oh, your fares are going to go up. All this is going to, hell is going to break loose. Well, none of that happened, obviously. And then this is more of the same thing, you know, take action to protect your flexibility. You know, there's, there is a similar law coming around or, or a proposal in Nevada. Sure enough, a Nevada driver sent me this. So they're just, either panicking, and this one has a little bit more. It says, send an email to your Nevada senators if you don't want to lose your flexibility, your freedom. There's going to be additional taxes on fees to drive, fingerprint background checks. Well, one, I don't see anything wrong with any of that. Vehicle requirements, all these things that you have to go through, right? And, and I'm telling you, look, people, do not fall for any of this. This is the same play 
as they all put up in California when AB5 passed and they were pushing Prop 22. And they were successful. It passed, Prop 22 passed with 20, 58% of the vote. And I bet you anything, more than 80% of the people did not even know what Prop 22 was. And they just go, oh, I'm scared. I don't want to be without an Uber. And the drivers were like, oh, I don't want to be an employee. I don't want my flexibility and freedom taken away. None of that is going to happen. Don't fall for any of this stuff, okay? Um, there's one question John Killer keeps asking me. He goes, my, okay, my acceptance rate is 9% on rides and 19% on Uber Eats. There we go. Hopefully that was your question. So, yeah, don't fall for this, people. Please, please do not fall for this, okay? There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, so you you heard it right from Walt. You know, he he's living proof that they're not going to be restricting anything. Uh, the only time they actually did was in New York City, but that's because that's a whole different beast. Yeah. Uh, so something like that is is a different thing. The whole point is they do want drivers on the road, so they're not going to restrict your access <laughs> to there unless there was some sort of yeah. you know employee model. Uh, this isn't an employee model in Seattle and in Washington and several of these other areas. They're still keeping that independent contractor status, they're not going to look at an employee model like an AB5-like legislation was. It's not codifying something like that uh, or even the PRO Act. Uh, so that is one of the big things when it comes down to it. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say on that. So uh, if you do get those, if you're in these areas, again, um, it's, it's, all scare, it's all scare tactics. Um, don't let them fool you. And then, you know, the other big thing, too, is educate fellow drivers in the area. That's yeah. that's one of the biggest things, because a lot of the drivers aren't watching YouTube. They're not watching, uh, you know, Reddit. They're not watching Facebook and, and seeing everything that's going on. They're actually un not understanding it. So they're looking at it and they're saying, oh, my God, if this goes through, it's bad. So they're automatically uh, they need to be reeducated in terms of what the reality of the situation is. So, you know, that's why I send them to this uh, exact show, the first 45 minutes where Walt's talking about what's going on there in Seattle and in Washington. That truly is showing exactly what's going to happen if these other areas decide to, you know, further go ahead with what they're proposing, or whether it's similar or, you know, minor differences. I agree. All right, so... Speaking of, uh, you know, these these laws that have gone into effect, Prop 22 has been a massive uh, win in California when it comes to these programs of Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, uh, Instacart, all of these play platforms. They are heavily happy that Prop 22 is in place in California because it's a law written for them as companies, not for drivers, uh, not for the people of California, uh, the customers. It's for the platforms so they stay as close to as is as possible uh, and you know there's been fights going back and forth in court uh this is just the next step in the fight it's still continuing it will continue i'm sure that this uh this will be uh appealed but um looks yeah. like uh uber lyft are scoring victory as they affirm the right uh in prop 22 and keeping drivers as independent contractors yeah, so this was uh, long going since 2021, actually. Um, a, a judge uh, threw out um, Prop 22 or considered it unconstitutional. And then it's been about a year and change now that it went through the legal system. And obviously Uber and Lyft appealed. 
and they won the appeal. So the, this, this ruling came out actually yesterday around 5 p.m. So we squeezed it in here. I'm in California and so are a lot of drivers who are watching probably this now and later on. Um, you know, Prop 22 has not been great for California drivers, uh, you know, especially on the rideshare side. On the food delivery side, probably so. A little bit better than, than rideshare. Um, so Prop 20, there was a three-judge panel on the appellate court. Two judges decided for it. It was a split decision, basically. One judge cited that Prop 22 is unconstitutional, and the other two judges said, no, it's not. And so Prop 22 stands. So what's the next uh, that's going to be? Is going to be appealed to the Supreme Court. But as we know, California Supreme Court, as we know how slow um, the legal system works itself out, so you guys will be stuck with Prop 22 for a, for a while to come. And, um, you know, like it or not, it's here to stay. Um, the only good thing that may be a positive out of this, which a couple of the unions are mentioning, like SEIU is mentioning this, that, um, you know, um, the, you know the part of the provision they, they struck down was that uh, now the... the the drivers will have the rights to, to collectively bargain, maybe. I don't know. That depends on a lot of different things. You know, look, my money is on this to go to the Supreme Court. And uh, the Supreme Court, I think, will take this case. If this was a unanimous decision by all three judges saying Prop 22 um, is constitutional, nothing wrong with it, the lower court judge was wrong, then maybe the Supreme Court wouldn't even listen to it. But the fact that this was a split decision and one judge kind of agreed with it, then I think Supreme Court will decide to listen to the case. And then maybe who knows when. I mean, I'm sure it'll be at least a year or two before the Supreme Court uh, arguments are made. But Prop 22 is here to stay. And um, so for delivery drivers, for rejoice. <laughs> rejoice delivery drivers because you guys are working for tips. For rideshare drivers, if you're getting Prop 22 money, seriously, listen to this. <laughs> if you're a rideshare driver and collecting Prop 22 money, you are doing something very wrong. Okay, you should not be getting because this, the law is written in a way, depending on active time, that you should not be getting Prop 22 money. But that means you you you're not doing your job properly. You're not cherry picking. Whatever you're not, you know, you gotta be making more than fifteen dollars and twenty cents. Uh, which mm -hmm. is, I mean, you got to be making more than that. If you're not making more than that, maybe it's time to quit right here and do something else. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of people who are asking about Sergio's email. It's Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Uh, send them an email again, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. All right. With that being said, uh, talking about Prop 22, some of the things there. Um, one last thing before before we move on to the next. Uh, what What's your thoughts on, on Prop 22? Do you think... Uh, it's going to actually be here to stay once it goes to the Supreme Court in this herd, or do you think it's going to be um, stripped down or overturned because of the original? It's What's very difficult. It's very difficult to um, turn over a proposition in California and in, let alone in anywhere because people have spoken, to be honest with you, right? Did they know what <laughs> they were voting for? They probably didn't. Okay but they voted for it that's the people's vote it's very difficult to change people's vote uh, first they have to accept to hear the case then the arguments will happen just like it happened in the appellate case okay and to me yep. i think it's here to stay right so that's therefore 
don't you know states like massachusetts actually they caught him you know with their hands in the cookie jar and didn't allow a prop 22 clone to pass because once these things pass it's really difficult to rewrite the law okay now what you have to do is you have to come with another referendum to make prop 22 go away with your own referendum and you have to spend tons of money i mean uber and lyft we in doordash and grubhub at the time spent 220 million dollars i don't think you know, the other side has that kind of money. And and, and, no. and during Prop 22, I know what they spent. They spent close to like $7 million. They got outspent by like 30 to 1. And, you know, money buys these things. And I'm not going to deny that. And and they bought it. And they wrote the law. And that's why they're taking victory laps today. Like Tony West was commenting on it. was the chief Uber council. They're all going like this. So we're moving to Seattle? Flexibility. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, Serge, we're moving to, uh, to Seattle? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm moving to Seattle. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go. Up. I'm gonna get my acceptance rate up to ninety six percent. Nice. You know what? Uh, I can I can drive in Jersey now. I just got the email like two weeks ago from from there saying, "Oh, uh, we ch yeah. we we're checking around states uh, around you, and New York can drive in uh, New Jersey now." Uh, so who knows, maybe I'll go down and see, uh, hang out with Dustin for a little while, drive, uh, in Atlantic city. Go. Cause I guess they have a, a different tier rate there, uh, which is a little bit higher at the Jersey shore than it you is. Know, at, I get, uh, while uh, you're at it, you know, while you're at the New Jersey subject, let me ask, ask the question that I've been asked a million times by emails. How come I don't have in Jersey upfront fares? First of all, you don't want upfront fares. Okay. It's not a good thing for you. <laughs> Number two, the reason you don't have upfront fares in New Jersey because Uber and Lyft will have to show you the destination. And every time you see a dead passenger going from Jersey to the city, which you have to dead mile back empty because you're not allowed to pick up in the, in the, in the city to go back. That's why they're not giving you upfront fares because you're going to decline all those trips when they show you somebody, for, unless you have business in the city, somebody's going from the Jersey area to the city, right? The five, five boroughs. You're not going to take that trip because you're not allowed to pick up and go back. To your city right mm -hmm. well that's and then what's, what's worse is even going past that to in long island yeah and trying to deal deal with that uh, yeah, so that's even worse because then not you're not going to be able to do, i don't i don't think you can pick up in new york state outside the five boroughs but then you have to drive back through the city and that means you have to go through the tolls on the other side from long yeah. island back in uh whether you're taking the tunnel or any of the bridges so uh I'm yeah it, it's it, Either way, not not too fun there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that kind of answers that. Maybe we'll we'll put that into a little short or something so people uh, know and <laughs> can see it at that point. But either way, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try uh, going to Jersey for a little while. I'll I'll go stop in, hang out with Dustin. Uh, uh, Steve, but, all right, <laughs> let's let's move on because uh, we're talking about uh, you know the, these acceptance rates, how they're poor. Uh, thanks for the super chat. Appreciate that. Thank um, you, anyone here drive grub cub grub hub you're getting $30 orders hey that's awesome um, we talked about uh, Kim actually does grub hub <laughs> yeah watch that ar because the low yeah. ar may lead to your deactivation uh, when it comes to grub hub yeah um so that's something we talked about we actually just put a put a video out about that i think it was yesterday or, you know within the last couple of days but uh um yeah just watch that but i mean the grub hub pay is actually pretty decent overall comparatively um when it comes to it kim though uh who is a contributor on rsg uh she does uh grubhub and is pretty active there so uh, she's got some good info on that um 
but let's go to our good old professor Lynn Sherman, who was on the show prior, uh, and yeah. you know he sends us emails every now and then, uh, especially when we nail the uh, head on the uh, Uber and Lyft coffin uh, when it comes to some of the crap that they try to pull. Now this might be uh, uh, a little eye opening when it comes to some drivers who like to be the happy ants uh, and accept everything. Um, He's got some good insight, and I hope for those happy ants that accept everything, except unless you're in Washington, because you're probably happy to take those rates. Uh, but if you're outside Washington, the state of Washington, uh, you might want to really pay attention to what Professor Len Sherman is saying, because he studies this. He's a professor. Uh, Sergio, you know him very well. If you want to you know, give I a know, couple of the credentials and go well into him. the email. Yeah, I know very well. He's a great friend, and, and, and he's a huge fan of the show. So... I mean, this guy's a professor at Columbia Business School. He's an Ivy League professor, okay? He enjoys what we do, and then, you know, we communicate quite a bit. So we had run this test with two drivers in Chicago, phones side by side, both drivers getting completely identical trips, Walt. Listen to this one. For completely different prices, <laughs> right? So we ran this test, and Chris has been working on it. So next week, we're going to show you the test that we ran. And uh, I'm sure we'll hear from the professor again. He goes, Serge, your session today on Show Me the Money made eminent sense. Congrats on the hard work to put it together. Yeah, Chris did all the, most of the work. I just put it together, the, the, the rest of it. <laughs> I strongly believe Uber has been using behavioral science and to set driver-specific compensation for quite a while. And, you know, we talked about, the, you know, the gamification, gamblification, and how these highly paid, uh, you know, behavioral scientists, psychiatrists, psychologists work at Uber, create these bells and whistles, the colors, all these things that you guys see on the app, which is for a simple business like picking up point A, dropping up point B is completely unnecessary. But it is not because they're playing with your endorphins in the head, the release of endorphins, all that good stuff, right? So he watched this and we, we you know, had a segment which is going to show up um, probably next week or so, whatever. And I talked quite. I talked to tons of behavioral scientists about this, and they educated me. They educated me in how these guys train you, from the first day you sign on all the way to the end. What kind of reinforcement tactics tactics they use? They will throttle you. They will put you in quiet timeouts. So he watched this, and he goes, "All right." He goes, "I strongly believe Uber has been using behavioral stuff." Okay, unless you have access to data that I'm not aware of, which I don't have access to data. But the behavioral scientists and the psychiatrists and psychologists I spoke with kind of confirmed that, yeah, they all have high paid uh, individuals at these companies playing with your levels of excitement and trying to get you hooked into the system and never let you go. But then, you know, after eight months or so, most of them are quitting. But eight months is a long time to do this. So we can systematically prove that UNL or Uber and Lyft are playing the puppy training games. Very true. You described so well. For example, you said that drivers who think they get better trips from Uber by maintaining 90 plus percent AR are flat out wrong. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'd bet the ranch that there's a strong negative correlation between acceptance rates and compensation per active or online hour. The trained puppies have it backwards, but we only have anecdotal evidence from small handfuls of drivers to prove the point. And Uber will never acknowledge the games you're suggesting they're playing. That's why I was so anxious to access large-scale comp databases from Gridwise, which he did not, and Gridwise is not releasing it. There are two reasons you can be a type A fully vaccinated driver. Type A meaning I follow these two rules. 
just decline and I know my worth. Walt doesn't have to worry about that because he has $1.50 and 64 in my rates. I have to do this to, I have to vaccinate myself with this right here. This is free vaccine, people. Come get it right here. And for, first, you're smarter, more analytical, and more disciplined than the vast number of gig workers, and Uber knows it. And second, you have far more financial and schedule flexibility, I agree, than most drivers, and Uber knows that too. For example, if a single parent can only jump onto the app between 9.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. when the kids are at school to keep food on the table, Uber will certainly exploit this knowledge with consistently lousy pay offers. Some drivers just don't have the flexibility to know their worth. No, this is this just hit me funny, and I was laughing for like 10 minutes after this. He goes, no wonder Dara has to fly to Ukraine. This is from a professor, okay? Fly to Ukraine to meet with friendly Uber drivers. Holding an open invitation town hall with drivers in L.A. would be far more dangerous war zone. <laughs> and this is from <laughs> Lance German. And professor, thank you so much. Keep watching. Much appreciated. There you go. Yep. All right. Uh, thanks for the super chat. How can we join the union in other states as Nevada? So, um, Walt, is is the union there only serving Washington State, or are they looking at other states as well to try to uh, bring similar or different types of legislation to these areas? Well, part of what allowed us to uh, be effective was that we got a, a law passed in Washington state allowing us to unionize. Um, and we, it's limited. We're not allowed to, um, to effectively um, combine to try to set pay rates, but we are allowed to lobby, if you will. Um, and so within your, each state, there's going to be different limitations of what you can and cannot do. However, in every state in the union, you can get together with other people and talk with your elected officials and have your voice heard. We have this thing called the First Amendment, which says you can assemble and try to make things better. And that's what we all really need to be doing is, is talking to our representatives, talking to our passengers, talking to other drivers and letting people know that the, the status quo is not sustainable. And if we want the system to work, We've got to make it work for drivers and passengers and Uber. And we've, you know, look over here, look over there. These other states in Chicago and New York and Seattle and Denver are starting to do things. And do we want to be left behind, not able to feed our own kids? By making that argument, you gain strength. And um, I would highly suggest people talk with um, local unions like, you know, your Teamsters or your SEIU, whatever, um, and ask them, whether or not they can help you and what extent they can help you in their states within the existing laws. Um, um, but you, you have to find a way to, to make one person be much stronger than one or two or three individuals so that you can come together. And, um, you know, all I, all I can say is keep fighting. So, yeah, I agree with Walt. I mean, you have to come together as driver force first and then, you know, have your voice to have your voice heard. You have to lobby. You have to have some power. You have to know people. And it may not be easy for one, two or five drivers to do. But if a thousand, two thousand drivers come together, then the unions will listen to you. Then they will represent your cost to their, you know, legislative contacts. Then legislatures will, will enact. And it's happening. I'm telling you, the tide is turning, Walt. I really do believe this, that 
you know, a lot of cities, not just cities, but states, like we're going to have Stephanie Vigil on who's, who wrote the, you know, Colorado bill, right, in a couple of weeks. And she used to, she was a DoorDash driver, and she figured that, you know, we're getting killed out here, so I'm a, we're not, if I do get elected as House representative, I'm going write to a, write a bill or a proposal. And the bill passed on the first, first committee, it passed already, it's on its way. So a lot of people are, you know, in a lot of, legislative bodies in a lot of different states are going after this. So that's why you're getting those messages in your app, Uber panicking and Lyft panicking, saying, hey, don't do this. Talk to your rep. Talk to your rep. You wouldn't get getting on this. I'm telling you, your app would not be showing any of that stuff if they were not like getting a little nervous about it. So to me, driver power, driver has the power. They did it in Seattle, Washington state. This can be done. Maybe too late for us in California, but this can be done. So you know, keep fighting. And throughout but this process, I, 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 you really have to, where is this here? Know yeah. your worth. Yes, um, sir. Because the the politicians realize that there is an ever-growing group of people in, in the gig economy, and they're going to want to do things for us, yep. um, which sometimes aren't really going to help us. And so you have to be able to say, hey, thank you for the effort. But what you're trying to do is just going to look like it's good, but it's not really helping us. So you you have to be willing to withhold your support until they actually propose legislation and rules that will actually help you and not hurt you. And in Seattle, their, their first shot at it was like, hey, let's just see if we can copy the rates they have in New York, because those are pretty high. And New York is a different beast from everywhere. Yep. And they have like 15 hours of rush hour a day. Yeah, uh, Seattle maybe maybe six hours of rush hour. I mean, it's but a very even, different. But even in New York, even in New York, they had a backing of TLC. Right, drivers cannot do it on their own. Unions cannot do it on their own. And Uber and Lyft certainly is not going to come to the table if you don't push us. <laughs> that's a fact. Oh hell no! You know, uh, so no. that's it. Thank you, William. Uh, your uh, holder is on its way. You didn't email me for two weeks. Now, now, now that you emailed me, you're, he was the last guy, Chris. <laughs> Ah, nice. Yeah. All right. So next one. All right. Well, let's talk about right. uh, New York City there. You know, again, this is a heavy regulated area. It all, was always uh, the five boroughs in New York City are completely different when it comes to Uber and Lyft versus any other part in the country, uh, basically because of the TLC said, uh, you're not driving here unless you play by our rules. And they have a airtight seal when it comes to new york city uh in the cab industry there so uh for several years they have uh had to play in line with uh the tlc there and um yeah so you know recently uh what was it uh, a few months ago i think in november we started talking about this where uh they were going to require uber and lyft to a hike based because of the um inflation of what was going on uh, I don't remember what that is, Sergio. If you do, oh, right before, uh, right before Christmas, you know, this was like um, the proposed. Yeah, but uh, how, how much were they? How much were they proposing? Uh, they the got hike? I don't remember. They, they, they got a little bit less. They were like proposing about thirteen percent. They got a little bit less than what mm -hmm. they wanted, but they Uber and Lyft found a judge and kicked it out of court, and then um, it lasted this much longer, and then they settled at nine percent, and you know. TLC is always, you know, had the drivers back. So, um, you know, I'm telling you, I mean, 
you know, 9% is better than nothing because look, we're all experiencing inflation, right? And uh, New York drivers have a lot more expenses than the average driver does because they have different licensing requirements, insurance requirements to drive in the city. But finally, you know, they agreed. Again, how did this happen? It happened because TLC stood their ground. They went to court. It took them two, three months. But then finally, you know, agreed. And and uh, it says the increase comes after a long fight. Drivers participated in three strikes, which is very true. In you know, um, including one last month at LaGuardia, which is also very true. Last year, Uber successfully sued to stop the previously proposed driver pay increase. The TLC revised the the way it calculated the increase, which led to Wednesday unanimous vote. There you go. So to me, they got a little bit less than what they asked. Uh, they asked for a lot, you know, a little bit more. But then nine percent is nine percent. You know, nine percent covers mm-hmm. for the inflation that Walt got without any haggling. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so to me, it's like yeah. this is a win. This is another win for and- the New York drivers. And a, a little bit beyond that is the statements from both Uber and Lyft seem to indicate that companies are on board with pay increase, or an Uber spokeswoman called it more reasonable than what was previously proposed. Yeah, there you go. So that means there is a common ground. These people are not stupid. They're not going to kill their business. They're not, they don't want to go away. We don't want the ride share companies to go away. What we want is like everybody get their fair share, man. It's not a big deal, right? It's all yeah. Thank you, William. Appreciate that. Yeah, they, they definitely do charge a lot. It, and that's the whole thing. It's a lot different. Yeah. Um, so even though I am in New York State, I can't go in the five boroughs. I can't pick up. I can drop off in the five boroughs. I just can't pick up. And again, it's it's the regulations that they have there. Um, and it's always been like that. In fact, actually, Uber and Lyft w- couldn't even operate in New York State, but they allowed a special allowance for New York City because they had reached this deal um, with the TLC and all that. So um it's actually pretty interesting how New York City and Uber and Lyft drivers and you know Uber and Lyft worked and and came, kind of came together in order to operate there. Uh, but yeah, yeah it is its own. There's a New York City driver here, like you know, highlight that one, Jay Gone Seventeen. You know, he's putting up all his costs to drive in the city of New York, right? And um, yeah, I mean, New York City is a different animal, and you need higher fares to just pay for these things, right? We don't have any of these things in LA. I'm sure we don't have it in the state of Washington, or right? Not too many states, pretty tight. At least that increased pay in New York City will have drivers pay the BS buyer TLC fees, two hundred and fifty-two. Yearly drug test, sixty bucks. TLC insurance, two hundred bucks to three fifty, and BS three months car inspection. Okay, so look, your rates are higher. Your rates are a lot higher than the average, right? But uh, at least you're making a living at it, as opposed to we suffering with these upfront fares and. Dry, you know, getting offers for six miles for three and a half bucks. I mean, it's just not doable. Some of these things are just not doable. Just decline these things, man. So uh, no, no, no. Yeah. The, be- the best is something that's 150 miles, and you're lucky to get seventy dollars for that. Yeah, and that doesn't you, include you see, the time you see that, that Walt, it would take to get there too. Did you see Walt's long trip there? It was like thirty some miles. He got paid like seventy eight bucks or whatever it was. I'm like, shit, that, yeah. that trip was like anywhere else. That'd be like eighteen dollar offer for that trip, Walt, under upfront. 20 bucks, maybe. Uh, William asks, what's the Buffalo area regulations for Uber and Lyft? Uh, the same for basically the entire country. Um, essentially, you just have to have a car within 15 years and uh, got to be, I think, 21. So it's the normal standard ones. There's nothing special when it comes to upstate New York uh, besides. Um, and that, and that's pretty much everywhere. 
yeah. for the most so part. Like the, I said, there are some. One of the things we're working on going forward in Seattle is to try to see if we can actually get laws that make it so that more cars are eligible. I mean, the like Uber black cars that with like a five-year limit, uh, by the time you've paid for your car, you know, you can't use it anymore. Yeah. And, and so yeah. let me, let me tell you, actually my, car, my, one car, my one car is in two th from 2006. And that car is in more mint condition than I would bet 80% of the Uber and Lyft cars that are on the road today. So, I mean, it, it comes down, I don't think it's necessarily the age of the car. I mean, I, you could argue maybe it's the insurances on that where there could be some limitations that are placed or, you know, it could be some regulations when it comes to the state level. Um, but, you know, I think there should be some allowances that are made when it comes to it because some cars are older and they're kept up very well. And to tell somebody that, oh, you have to have a newer car because of its age when you know it, it could probably be even better than like i say half the cars that are actually on the road right now yeah. um jonah i wish oh, georgia you. and south carolina would bring some driver legislation yeah. hey you know it starts with with that thought that, that, that sentiment bringing drivers together who knows yeah. maybe i'll be uh, i'm looking at south carolina right now so maybe i'll be in that area soon uh and, and you know try try to bring something there so you know I mean, a lot um, of people by the way a lot chris a lot of people are saying that all these proposals and and regulations and rules and whatever they are bills are being offered in blue states right i mean it's not a political thing it's a fact but mm -hmm, yep you know driver is doesn't drivers don't care about blue states red states you know republican democrat whatever they just want to make more money and this is just logical mm -hmm. to me i mean this this if these four, five, six states are just falling in line, and these are pretty big states, they're not small states, right? Then what's going to stop even a red state um, politician not to do this for for the, for their constituents, right? I mean, to me, it's like simple. But the fire, I honestly do believe the fire has started. We cannot back off on this. Now nah, we got to push it as drivers. We got to push and support and push and support. Pound your legislative, yeah. you know, officers. And you know, Pound you know. Them. It, it goes, the, the other thing is, you know, it started, if you want to talk about weed, that started blue states, you know, the majority of blue states legalized weed and, you know, medical, even medical, and it started and it's snowballed. Red states are doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, so it, it, do, it doesn't necessarily come down, down to, to blue and red. Because no, this isn't a blue and red issue. It's, it's a uh, wage laws. I mean, they, they understand that there has to be a floor below which companies can't abuse you. Red, yeah. red states require overtime. They, you know, th these are things that, again, started from a, a blue state mentality, but then eventually the red states realized, you know, we don't want to shoot our own people in the foot yep. because we're not going to mm -hmm. get reelected. So yep. as a person in a red state, hold your elected people to the fire. And yep. it doesn't matter what team you're on. Yep. Be on my team. Yep. I'm your constituent. Yeah. And yep. And again, the, the biggest thing is it shouldn't like this isn't a political issue. That's the whole thing. It, it comes down to an exploitative issue. And, um, you know, yeah. the, the lack of transparency when it comes to upfront earnings is absolutely bonkers because, again, you, you don't know what you're getting paid. And when you see when you see something come in that is 142 miles and it's going to take you, you know, two hours or so just to get there and you're only getting offered seventy four dollars or something like that. That's that that shows that the time and distance model from before is completely wiped out because even if you just take the mileage, that's like 50 cents a mile in, in my market before it was 67 cents a mile. 
and 17 cents uh, a minute for Uber. It was 71 cents on Lyft and uh, 15 cents a minute on Lyft. So that just completely goes out the window because now if they're offering that same, you know, 140 mile ride for $75, that's not even taking into account the time. So if you would have taken the old rates for that exact same trip, you would see it much higher and much different. So you want to talk about a pay cut. Yeah. So now you're looking at exploitative versus, um, you know, and again, on top of that, you're also looking at it as, well, that's what I got paid today, but what about tomorrow? What about the following day? What about next week, next year? You don't know what that is because there's nothing to base that on. It's just numbers that they're probably pulling out of their ass. Well, I mean, for the history of the of this planet, okay, everything that requires transportation, okay? I know these companies call themselves high-tech companies. Bullshit, I called that, okay? They're not high-tech companies. They're just a cab company with an app. And when you recreate the wheel, say that, in what part of the transportation industry, from cabs to trucking to airlines, everything is by time and distance. It has to be by time and distance, so I can quote you a price. Now they come around and say, oh, we're recreating the wheel now. We don't care about time and distance. We have these 70 different things that we calculate in a millisecond and spit a price to the driver. I'm like, in what world is this acceptable? I mean, think about it. You get in a cab and you tell a cabbie, oh, don't charge me by the mile and minutes. I mean, he'll be like getting kicked you out of the car. You know what I'm saying? I mean, or a trucker. How am I, if I'm driving for Walmart and I know I'm driving a thousand miles and I know it's going to take me, I don't know, two days, three days, what am I going to charge you with, right? Am I supposed to just forget about miles and minutes and time and distance and go, oh, here's, here it is, 200 bucks for a thousand miles. I'm like, no. So to me, this upfront thing is fine. That, you know, okay, we get the destination, we get to see it, but... Walt does not see the destination as he's at 92, 92, whatever, 3% acceptance rate. Oh, we, we see the because, destination. No, but I'm saying it's because it's a fair pay for the job you're yeah. doing. Yeah. We just want fair yeah, pay. But, That's but he, you know, he, he's seeing the pickup and drop-off locations. He's just not seeing how much you're getting paid because the upfront earning is going to be different on that ride. Yeah. You know, because the distance could be the same, but the thing is the time you could run into traffic on that same exact route. Like trip the highway trip could be closed. One. I may have to go a different route and, yeah. and I should have paid for that yeah. because you know, yeah. I'm taking you home at the end of the night. The app is not. Yeah. And my costs are directly associated with distance. The more I drive, the more I have to change tires and oil and the more I'm, mm -hmm. I'm killing my car. And you know, so my, my costs are based on distance and my my arse is based on time. I've got 24 hours in each day, and I I don't get any more. So that's why it's always been again time and distance when it comes to transportation. Yep, I agree. Oh, but Walt, I don't understand. I'm showing you the pickup and the drop off. You can't be happy with with where you know you're going. I mean, we're gonna lower the price just because then you know exactly where where you're gonna be going at the drop off. <laughs> and that's the thing the companies have been doing to try to to, yeah. to convince us to not see where the keep our eyes on the ball, if you will. Um, they're like, well, you know, sometimes drivers don't really care about money. We just want to go somewhere. What, what are we out here for? No, no. I, you know, Walt, Walt, that's a great point. I had that. I had a Twitter battle with an ex Uber employee. OK, the guy goes, the guy goes, you know, not everybody's like you, Serge. I go, what do you mean? Not everybody's like me. Like, why are they out there? Right. 
I go like, are they all retired? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they try to convince you that like, <laughs> why are we out here? I don't. Hey, even I'm know. a platinum driver. Look, I, I have all these rides, and I, I don't care how many rides I'm taking. How much money am I making? Yeah, exactly. I would much, yeah. much rather make a hundred dollars on two rides than a hundred dollars on twenty-five rides yeah. because. 25 rides is a lot of work and a lot of going somewhere and waiting and picking up and uh, no i just give me the money yeah i mean that, <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's yeah, 25 more that's 20 some odd chances more that somebody's going to try to pull a fast one and get you yeah. deactivated yeah. and yeah <laughs> so moving on uh Ooh, i mean we could talk about sit back and talk about this all day but let's move <laughs> on and let's talk about some of the someone who got deactivated uh and again this the deactivation wasn't even their fault and this is something that you may even and you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna change something this is where we say show me the money club that's the name of the show when you get deactivated and it's a false claim or something like that it's called show me the proof you have the burden of proof to tell me otherwise i'll take you at arbitration and we'll see who wins yeah uh but yeah so this driver right here uh this was a big story that that came out um, this driver spent $180,000 to start an Uber black business. And then the company deactivated his account. Next one, Chris, next one. This is the New York City one. Oh, my bad. Yeah, that one right there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this, yeah, this driver <laughs> uh, made a mistake to start with probably the buying two cars right away. But again, he's an entrepreneur. He started a business. He bought himself a black car to do Uber black. And in fact, I talked to Levy yesterday from Market Watch about the Prop 22 thing that just had passed. And they got involved, Levy got involved, and, and they put the guy back on. But long story short, what happened is that he ended up selling the second car that he bought for his business. Okay. So um, Miguel Abreu, a ride hailing driver, bought a Chevy Tahoe for about 80000 last summer, right? That's a year ago. He spent 10000 getting a commercial license, which you have to have for doing Uber Black. Then bought a Mercedes for $90,000, lined up another driver for that vehicle for obviously, you know, uh, for Uber Black as well. Then in early December, Uber Technologies deactivated his account. Well, that's why. Let's let's see why he got deactivated. Abreu, a uh, Lynn, Massachusetts told MarketWise the company kicked him off the Uber app permanently because it suspected he was splitting his account, meaning, you know, there are a lot of unscrupulous drivers that rent their account or lease their accounts to some other person right the guy wasn't doing anything like that so meaning two people were driving for one account one day uber asked abreu to prove look at this one to prove he was at the airport so he sent the company a photo of himself he was then told the photos metadata showed him as being somewhere else that somewhere else was on an island unreachable by car <laughs> this is a technology company people we just talked about this okay <laughs> pointing to an obvious mistake he said yet after seven years of driving for uber and then black last year he found his account deactivated so he was forced to sell the second car okay but then you know uh, market watch got involved and then abreu is just one of many drivers who faced deactivations we talked about this last week brian merchant did an amazing article on algorithms firing people these days okay it's an LA Times article. It's about deactivation. Since that article, I got at least seven emails, people begging me to come forward and talk about their own deactivations. I've, I will have time to talk to all of them this week, hopefully, and we'll probably put you guys on our YouTube channel with an interview. So 
This issue is common and widespread in enough that some states, such as New York, New Jersey, Washington, that's you, <laughs> have enacted laws that include provisions on deactivation process. Chicago is, on, is coming, Denver is coming, so people hang on, it's, it's happening. It is mentioned in the proposed ordinance in Chicago, there it is, as well as in proposed legislation in Massachusetts. No more unjust deactivations. We will have you know, our time in court or in front of an arbitrator. The only state in the nation that conducts an additional background check for drivers in addition to the carried out by ride-hailing companies. Okay. So while Abreu expressed gratitude about being reactivated, so Uber said, oops, you know, we were wrong. We'll put you back on the system because he went public with his story and uh, Levy did a great job with an article. He said what happened to him was arbitrary and calls for action. Sure does. He said he will continue to support fellow drivers in pushing for proposed legislation in Massachusetts that aims to give drivers collective bargaining power. There you go. So we're all at these crossroads that there are good things happening and we need to keep pushing now. Now, this is the time to push. This is not the time to back off. We need to keep pushing. We need to unite as drivers. Who does not want unjust deactivation protection? Raise of hands. I want definitely protection mm -hmm. because oh, i will be deactivated yeah. one day for now, sure talking to drivers oh, i've yeah. heard a lot of people were like i don't need that oh, i'm a good driver until you, you know, get deactivated. Happen to anybody yeah people were just yeah. your car is parked someone hits you and then they, they drop you yeah. or someone wants yeah. to get a free fare so they said oh yeah he discriminated against me because of and they drop you you, you have you know what? to you be know, able it's... to protect yourself Oh, absolutely. But but on top of that, we're just going to let's let's go with this particular uh, instance of deactivation by saying that the metadata was in a different place of than where he was. Well, if you're sitting in your car and it's unreachable by car, don't you think that the picture that you're seeing is is a little bit different? Uh, but not only that, I've gone to different places. I was in Houston uh, one time and I was sitting in the, the arena there. I forget the name of the arena. Not not a matter. But when I went to go check in on Facebook, it was showing me that I was in Bangkok, Thailand. So, and I don't have any GPS spoofing on my phone. And this, this was a couple of years ago too. So it's, it was showing me, like the map was showing me I was in Bangkok. I'm like, no, I'm in Houston. I'm in Texas. And then um, I was in Baltimore too uh, one time. And taking, you know, I, I was at a party and my pictures on my phone currently to this day still show me that the metadata of that particular photo is in Australia, but no, it's in Baltimore. So That's these things crazy. happen all of the time where, where there's issues. How many times have you gotten a ride request that comes in and it shows like the East or the Western tip of Africa. I've seen that so many times. In fact, we actually had something, uh, I believe yesterday, uh, or I'm mean, sorry, last week that, that showed that same exact error. Uh, I've seen that quite a few times pop through. Um, so all of these different things I've seen, uh, when it comes to it. So it, whether it's issues on their end, whether it's issues on, you know, the phones and things happen, things change. There, there's sometimes there's some weird issues and things that are going on and you can't really help it. So the problem is the burden of proof should be on them, especially yeah. when it comes to these false accusations. Oh, my driver's dr appearing drunk or sleepy at the wheel. Prove it. Yeah. They, they also, the, uh, did the, did the 15 other rides that I took before that night, did, were, were they complaining that I was drinking on the job? No. Exactly. Yeah. They and went. The other, you know, the other thing, Chris, that's, that's happened is that um, in Denver, I, I have the screenshots, but I didn't send it to you. You know, the, um, the bill that they're trying to pass has this, you know, protection from unjust deactivations, right? Uber is 
you know, sending in-app messages completely opposing this idea. The reason they're saying is that there's the privacy of the passenger. Like if there is a sexual assault that took place, why should that passenger go to the court and get more traumatized and more this and more that? Well, what about the other way around, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. fair game. So to me, I think, and they even amended that proposal, by the way, that if you're if you're a sexual assault um, victim as a passenger by, a, by an idiot driver, then yeah, you don't have to show up in court and show your face and whatever it is. Because in case this, this driver wants to get back on the platform, right? Because everybody has to have their day in, in court. There's one good question here. It says, uh, Sergio, would these laws, will these laws help previously deactivated accounts? Great question. I will find that out for you. Email me, Sergio, at the rideshareguy.com. I am not sure. I will have to look into that. Now, do they do that? I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if in, it's going to be retroactive. In Seattle and Washington, we haven't been able to get them to be re retroactive yet. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, the companies are fighting to, tooth and nail to, to, to okay. not do that, um, yeah. which is, is just upsetting because if we have somebody who can be a good productive driver on the app, why wouldn't we all want them on there? I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, you know, if, if it's a false claim made, made by somebody, why shouldn't they be, you know, if yeah. they were planning on continuing driving, why shouldn't they be compensated for the time that they did not really do a true investigation into the matter and figure out if it's true or not? And that, that's a critical piece of what we've done in Seattle and now in Washington State is, is the back pay piece of it. And because previously people were waiting 11, 13 months for the arbitration process to happen. And by that point, they lose mm -hmm. their car, they lose their house. Every, everything's gone because Uber and Lyft don't have a vested interest in moving along. They don't care. You're a replaceable cog. Replaceable yeah. So by putting some teeth into the measure, now Uber and Lyft actually has a good vested interest in doing a real investigation and getting you back out there as quickly as possible yeah. rather than letting it run as long as it, it possibly can because well if i don't have to worry about it now maybe i'll never have to worry about it yeah and, well one but, of the <clears throat> one of the states actually i think it's massachusetts um their proposal uh offers back pay with nine percent interest so um mm -hmm. so there is some there's some you know there is some weight into this game now right you can't just yeah. go willy-nilly deactivate people you know, with a with a cheap passenger wanting their six bucks back, right, and and then not pay for it. Now there's going to be some pay involved as well. And I, I wish all these states that are pushing these proposals have the same, you know, some sort of a ruling. And Chris has a great idea. Actually, it was last week. I think we talked about it, right, with the LA Times story. It says, you know, then the driver should be able to take the the passenger who put a you know fraudulent claim. Uh, you know, back to court, like into civil court, you know, mm -hmm. for for defamation or for whatever it is, right? You you lost, I lost my job because you lied yeah. to the system. I, th and the system because, yeah. yeah, I I absolutely yeah, something like that should be should be allowed. And yeah. I mean, there's there's no way. I mean, you could do that potentially if you really had to. Yeah. Uh, there's no nothing in the way. But I mean, something if it's in that case, if if there's a deactivation and it's found to be unjust, I think that. Uh, the person should be held liable who who is the person or at least partially liable. And then these companies, because they're not doing, they, they should also be in, involved in that um, because the whole thing is they're the ones who are allowing that to happen on their platform and they don't care one way or the other because they're like, oh, another driver will just take that uh, next time. Yeah. And it's like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Like both yeah. parties have to be held responsible because then it's going to stop and it's going to end. Um, 
So yeah, something like that should be in place. I mean, yeah. look at Tennessee. They just put in, in a law into effect that if a drunk driver kills a parent, they owe child support. So, I mean, something I'm like that, there. that is, that is the same type of thing here when it comes down to taking away their livelihood uh, yeah. of a driver who's deactivated because you don't want to pay the $24 to go from point A to point B and yeah. you think you're cool, something like that. No, that, that's fucking with people's livelihood there. And we're going to talk about that and actually uh not the next segment but in in a, in a couple of moments uh when it comes to it uh a driver talking about that but before that let's move on and again you know we want to give kudos where kudos is due sometimes they do do some good things i mean we talked about lyft doing some good things earlier you know uber has kind of looked like they're doing some good things as well too and that is they are talking about and bringing a yeah. minimum rider rider rating for trip requests. So you can set if you want to have a trip filter and filter out requests from a passenger who has a low rating. Finally, finally, you could do that where you don't even have to get the, 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 the requests. They're, they're getting smart here. Good job, Uber. I, I got to give you a props. Now, I don't have this in your area, uh, uh, Serge. I don't know if you have this yet. I don't have it. I checked it immediately as soon as I saw this. I don't have it. So, <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> two separate people from two separate cities. And it's going to be, if you have it, please go check your preferences. That's the two vertical lines or horizontal lines actually on the left of your go button. Okay. On the lower left hand side of the app, it's going to be in the preferences. And it will be right under area preference or rider rating. And you can basically set the rider rating that you want to put in your car. You know, if you don't want lower than 470, you just put 470 and nobody, they will not ping you with anybody less than 470. So I'm like, hey, there you go. So. Yeah. So if you have this in your market, you let us know. Let us know. Are you using yeah. it? Uh, I, what, you know, I, I mean, mean, it, I it looks it like one I'm of them. Old. I'm gold, maybe, you know, only <laughs> platinum or, or diamond, is it diamond? <laughs> maybe those people have it. Um, I don't have it. Maybe it's because I'm gold or if you're blue, maybe you're not going to have it. But if you're higher tiers, maybe you'll have it. So I don't know. But I don't uh, know. But yeah, if, if you have it, if you're part of the Uber Pro program somewhere uh, where you're at, let us know. Um, but I, yeah, it's, it's a great thing. Now, I mean, I automatically do that. I look at the, the star coming yeah. in and you know, if it's poor, I just let it pass. I don't care. I mean, look, the ping lasts eight seconds, man. You know, it's a good filter, you know, the best right. time to fire a client is before they've become one there you go. <laughs> for real. <laughs> there you All go. right. So we've got, uh, a, a pretty interesting thing, you know, it, it, we were we were happy to see some good things from Uber, but Uber, you know, we 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 talked about this, and you are the ones who said that you will be taking action against fake names, but yet it still happens, and it has not been taken care of, and nope. these are definitely not people's real names. So no. I don't know why they haven't been uh, changed over yet. I don't know why they haven't been flagged yet, but in any event, they should be. So right here we've got. Two screenshots from a driver who sent us an email, which we're going to get to the email right after on these two rides. And then he's going to also share about those two rides here. Uh, yeah. So, Sergio, if you want to. Yeah, man. I mean, look, Sachin, if you're watching. OK, Sachin, you're a nice guy. I know you're one of the nicest guys at Uber. OK. And Andrew, husband, Andrew, please, Andrew, I emailed you these things every week. I'm emailing. Can you just guys do this? What you said you were going to do? 
You guys said four months ago when I interviewed you that you're going to purge all these fake names or at least prove, you know, to the system that these people are real, that their parents actually named them Cash Out and Little G, okay? Unless they provide a valid ID, you said you're going to get rid of all these fake names. Please. This was like four months ago. A tech company, $70 billion tech company, shouldn't take four months to get rid of a name, the cash out or little G or sleepy or whatever we had every week. Please do this, please, okay? You guys are making me look bad, okay? Because everybody said, ah, we'll never do anything about it. I said, no, they're doing some good safety things. They will do it and look where I am now. Now, every week I'm dealing with this, okay? Please. All right, so so this, I got, uh, you know, this is first initials are JW. We're not gonna put out names. He goes, there you go. I got these two rides last week. Little G. What do you think, Walt? Is that a real name, Little G? Uh, yeah, that's what my mama called me. <laughs> little W? They called you a Little W? <laughs> so, I'm Little D. Little D. Well, Little G was, was, an, was accidental. I went to hit the accept on another one, but it disappeared, and I accepted this one. Yeah, that happens once in a while. It was a Saturday afternoon and probably the scariest road I've been down in Chicago. Chicago could be scary. Groups of teens on the corners and many groups of people drinking on their stoop. I picked up little G and her friend, and luckily it was a short ride, and I got out of the area. During the ride, she told her friend she found her piece. That's a piece, as we know, gun. With a box of bullets in her mom's glove box. And... She's going to fix the bullet holes in her car so she doesn't get pulled over. I'm like, okay. Oh, dear. There we go. And this next one, cash out. Cashed out. You know, this. This I thought this was like maybe a, 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 an, an Uber driver. Cashed out. I cash out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So cashed out. No, he was not an Uber driver. So cashed out. One was a nightmare. I drove a friend way out of town, so I used the destination filter. And got one ride, which was fine, when this one, picking up in nice suburb, but I accepted it because it said on my way to destination. Well, we know how that works out most, most of the time. And I was on the highway, so I accepted having faith, and never do that, <laughs> in Uber to not <laughs> screw me. Joke was on me. See, you learned the hard way. It was a 45-minute ride that took me seven miles past my destination, which is not bad, actually into a not-so-great area. The guy had a cocktail and was not going to ask him to not drink it. I would have. I would have said, buddy, you chuck that mm -hmm. thing, come in my car. Otherwise, you ain't getting in. See, yep. you can't be too nice to these passengers and to not drink it because he was on the phone and talking to his friend about beating people up. I'm like... <laughs> Getting out well, that, of jail. That's why you and, keep your doors locked before yeah, and verify the yeah. person getting in your car. Because if you yeah. see them with drinks and you see them talking about beating people up, that's when you just drive away. Tailpipes. <laughs> yeah. He was talking about getting out of jail and still being a gangster. So he tells me to go a different way and we end up another destina destination and he won't get out of the car. Because he's trying to get a hold of his friend to let him in the house that he's going to. So he has me drive around the block. I'm like, come on, man, you can't do this, JW. Because cops are telling me to move, obviously great area. And so I do a few times and finally get a hold of his friend. And after sitting there a few minutes, talking on the phone to his friend while he was literally sitting in the car and the guy was outside his car, JW, you need, you need to grow some, okay, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> 
a nightmare ride and I did not feel like trying to get him out when we first stopped because he was a big and mean he was a he was big and mean looking I'm like come on man never will I trust Uber with destination filter again all right I've never felt threatened so much just very annoyed and did not want to stir up any trouble of course no tip well obviously both these rides were on the same day well this guy got the double daily double with the fake name yeah, okay. yeah. so come on Little G, little oh. G and cashed out. Oh. So, so those, those names right there. Chicago, yeah, little G and cashed out. Please don't accept these trips. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that that is a uh, that is a big statement out there for for any Chicago drivers. Let them know. <laughs> yeah. Put it put it, it in your forms. Put it in people, your your pages. It's important oh. that people lose a sense of anim anonymity when they're on this app here, because if people believe that everybody knows who you are and you've been verified, well, they're going to act better. Yeah. Uh, but if people think that, you know, Hey, I just use this, this fake credit card thing or, you know, prepay or whatever. And, and so I, I can call myself whatever I want, then they're going to act appropriately. And uh, it becomes a big safety issue for those of us who are opening our cars and our safety up to, just random strangers who have zero background check like we have to have yeah i agree so mm -hmm. yeah little g cashed out you guys may not get picked up in chicago any longer because we'll put you out so <laughs> there you go yeah well e either way the big the biggest thing there is you know the, uh, you just gotta be more in charge of your car it's it's yeah, your man. car yeah don't as open we've your always stated don't open your doors exactly when you're talking to somebody to verify who they are Roll down your window a little bit. Keep your doors locked because you need you don't know if that's the right person. That could be the wrong person. They get in your car and then you know it, they're they're like, oh, I'm not getting out. I'm already in the car. We've we've seen stories like that already unfold. Um, yeah. You know, people think that they own your car. I I've heard stories that they're not even Uber and Lyft drivers, and people just get in their car and be like, oh, okay, I'm here. And it's like, I'm not even drive. I don't even drive Uber or Lyft. I, I was contacted one time for that, and it made me laugh. And yeah. it's like people just don't pay attention but that's the thing you got to make sure your doors are locked and then if they're coming to your car if they're talking about beating people up or something like that see ya if if they're uh if they're if they got a drink in hand trust me if the cops pull you over you're the one who's going to get in trouble because you are the driver you are the one who's taking 100 percent liability in this this yeah. case because you are the driver of the car you're yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no open drinks in my car. No clothes. None, none of that stuff. If in you my could car. make I mean, if you have a some commands, whatever, yeah. huh? No, uh, somebody said uh, if you could make some of these commands, we could uh, post them when people ask. <laughs> Are you talking about like in the chat, where if you do like the exclamation chat, and then it'll pop up uh, on uh, like a, a bot chat, or you're talking about like if uh, you want me to make a short, and you can just play it. I could definitely do either or so just let me know. <laughs> there you go. Um, with that being said, though, you know, let's let's go on to the next story. Uh, we only got a couple more stories left on this. Um, this is where we've been talking about, you know, when it comes to you know false reports, false de deactivations, and then screwing with people's livelihoods. So this is yeah. a DoorDash driver um who you know is is just getting sick of people trying to get free meals. Yep, this happened to me. I, I read this story. That's why I put this up there. This happened to me on Uber Eats last week. All right? I pick up uh, uh, a filet mignon and, and, you know, $170 worth of food. All right? So I this the same thing happens all the time. So if whoever's doing delivery here knows what I'm talking about. There's three ways to deliver food, okay? 
three possible instructions that the consumer puts on the app. One, leave at the door. You leave it at the door, you take a picture, you're out of there. Touchless, contactless delivery. That's one. Two is meet at the door, meaning I have to go to the door, knock on the door, and hand the food to some person. That's meet at the door. And three is wait in car, meaning I'm in the car. You're going to come out to my car. These are pretty clear instructions. So this happens quite a bit with scammy customers, scammy, scammy customers. So what they will do is they will put meet at the door, right? They know you. They're watching you on the app. Go towards their house. Halfway through, they'll text you in the app. Oh, uh, can you just leave it at the door? Well, your instructions say meet at the door. I'm not supposed to meet the two by four at the door. I'm supposed to meet a human and hand this damn food to that human. Because in the app, it clearly is identified as a blue bar that I have to slide over. Meaning that I have to meet somebody at the door. But this scam happens quite a bit. These, these unscrupulous passengers, they did it to this DoorDash delivery person. But she was smart, just like I was. So she she gets the order, meet at the door, um, and and uh, halfway through it said, "Oh, can you just drop it at the door?" Well, what these people do, these these customers, what they'll do is you will actually leave it at the door. You have no proof because the app won't allow you to take a picture, right? And a lot of people, drivers who are inexperienced, will leave it at the door and take off. Then this customer will go get the food eat it, then they'll call Uber or DoorDash support saying that I never got the food, where's my food? Because there is now no proof that you left it at the door. Well, I heard about this scam a while ago. So what I do is every time I get a customer saying halfway through my delivery, telling me, well, can you just leave it at the door, please? I go, no, but your instructions said to meet at the door. I'll push them back a little bit. If they get pissed off, say, no, just leave it at the door. This is what I'll do. I'll go leave it at the door. I'll take a picture with my camera. Then I'll take a screenshot of the text that they're telling me, saying that, hey, look at this. I have the screenshots of the text. This guy, this guy's instruction was meet at the door, but now he's telling me to leave it at the door. Then I'll take a picture on my with my camera of the house number and a white shot of the house with everything there. So if this customer is going to play the game on me, I have my evidence ready to go, but I feel bad for these restaurants that deal with these unscrupulous consumers. What they will do is they will call Uber support, Uber support, just like the activations, right? They will just shoot first, ask questions later. They'll go, oh yeah, oh, you never got the food. We're so sorry. Well, they'll send the restaurant another order to for it to get you know cooked and sent to the customer on the house. And guess who gets the chargeback for this, Chris? The restaurant does at the end of the month, right? So I had mm -hmm. one of these this week. I had one of these this week. $150 worth of steaks and shit. I go pick it up. Halfway, this guy says, oh, just leave it at the door. I go, sir, your instructions say meet at the door. The guy goes, just listen to what I'm saying. Leave it at the door. I'm like, sir, I need to hand this to some person. The guy goes, what is there so hard to understand? He goes, like, well, I have all the text still. He goes, just leave it at the door. There's a table at the door. Leave it at the door. Oh, by the way, my house is way back on the property. You have to walk to get to, to get to it. I get to it. 
halfway there, he calls me now. He goes, are you on your way? I go, yes, I am on my way. I am going to leave the food there, I said. I am going to take a picture of your house number. I am already I already called Uber support telling them that you changed your mind because you now want me to break your instructions. And then the guy goes, I didn't break my instructions. I go, yes, sir, you did. You put meat at the door. He goes, exactly. I go, okay, exactly then. <laughs> meat at the door means I'm going to knock on the damn door. You're going to open the door and I'm going to hand the food to you. He goes, just do your job and leave it at the door. Well, guess what, Chris? I got a thumbs down on this delivery and the guy took his tip away. Right? Of course. Well, yeah, he did. And 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 my rating dropped from 99% to 98% satisfaction rate. I call Uber support. They go, what the F? You guys allow this to happen. They go, well, you know, we, we're not going to, we can't tell you who it was. I go, bullshit. You cannot tell me. I exactly know who it was. It was the last douchebag that it changed his mind halfway through the delivery and told me to leave it at the door. So this happened to this poor DoorDash driver, but she knew the trick. She didn't fall for it. And good for you, whoever you are, do not fall for these tricks yep. of these scumbag consumers that want to eat free food on you. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, we, we talked about your story, and then we're going to talk real quick about, about her story here. Same story. Uh, just to, to, to truly verify, because here's this is what DoorDash is doing when it comes to scam passengers. Uber Eats does the same thing they do with the PIN verification. Uh, so if you take Uber Eats and you get a PIN verification, mm -hmm. 80 to 90 percent of the time they've tried getting free food or you know had some issue before and that's why they need the pin verification um same thing with this doordash sign for feature uh when it comes to it they basically have to sign for it in order to say yes i've accepted delivery um and this is what was going on with this it's it was yeah, a you sign know why for, you know why doordash you, is doing this on. doordash is doing yeah, because this because the scam, they have, they scam, scam before that's why yeah that's what i'm saying yeah. So the sign for feature is that built in where they have to, the customer has to sign for it saying that, yes, they've received the order. And as a DoorDash driver, you need to make sure that that is signed for by them, not by you, not by somebody else. It's got to be signed for by them, meaning you hand them the food, everything's good to go. And, you, go. you know, you can even still take pictures at that point. I suggest taking pictures at that point. And then same thing, if, if these you know, text you in the middle of the ride saying, oh, just leave it at the door or whatever it is, even if it's on the sign for, you know, tell them, hey, look, I need this to sign for. In order for this delivery to be completed, it has to be signed for or something like that. Uh, Kim just did a re video recently talking about the sign for feature and how you can, uh, uh, you know, do a couple of things there. So if you want to go back and check that out. But yeah, this is, this is pretty sad that it resorts to something like this, that you have to have a sign for feature because people are trying to screw not only the drivers, but also the restaurants as well. And yeah. and who walks away scot-free? Yeah, the DoorDash, Uber yeah. Eats. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, and this first paragraph says it all. For you, for you to really be trying to risk somebody's livelihood so you're so that your broke ass can get a free meal is sick. DoorDash driver says she caught high-risk customer trying to scam her. This happens all the time. So don't fall for it. Take pictures on your camera screenshot the conversation you're having on your way to the passenger you will be half halfway safe there you go yep all right and then let's wrap it up with uh with our uh our resident donnie come on man come uh on, so man. for those actually i i've known donnie for for a while um i didn't realize it was the same donnie. World, so donnie if you're still world. here i saw Small him earlier world. uh 
Donnie, if you're here, um, you know, no hard feelings. I know I, him and I have gone back and forth many a time before uh, when it comes to, you know, these acceptance rates and, you know, being the happy little ant versus being the, uh, well. the um, person who's not. <laughs> so, I mean, he he does and he does good uh, when it comes down to it. He, you know, he's he's done quite a few good uh, rides. Uh, actually, on my other channel, he sent me some footage I, of uh, him where he had to call a call the police on somebody um because something that had happened um but yeah i mean you know donnie donnie and i will agree to disagree when it comes to how to handle these situations and hopefully len's uh email may speak a little truth to you donnie uh when it comes to it i haven't spoken to him yet yet. i'm gonna speak to him this week and i'm gonna do a video i'm gonna do a video interview with donnie so donnie had a comment that we read from last week. He says, shame on you guys. I accept everything. I have 100% acceptance, 0% cancellation, and five stars. I go, bullshit on that. I go, that's not happening. <laughs> well, Donnie found us. <laughs> Donnie goes, here it is, Serge. 100% acceptance rate, 0% cancellation rate, five-star driver. Now, I don't know. You know, That's a lot of hours out there. I mean, I don't know. 56 hours for 1300 bucks. I'm like, that's not, and and I found out that he drives an SUV, like an Excel car. So I guess maybe like 18 miles a mm-hmm. gallon or 20 miles to the gallon. And he loves doing all these long trips, 80 miles, 70 miles, 100 miles. But he gave me his backstory. So I'm going to do it, you know, reluctantly, but I'm going to do it. But I'm not going to try to change his mind. He accepts everything, 100%, 100% acceptance rate. Who has that? Uber loves you, Donnie. Okay, there you go. So... <laughs> Um, you know, he sent me his weeklies, but we're going to hook up and we're going to figure it out how to do this. Um, and you know, no hard feelings, Donnie. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, look, man, agree to disagree. You think your way is the right way. A lot of people don't think so, but it doesn't matter as long as, you know, it's working for you and you're happy with what you're doing. I'm not here to change your mind. This is not the way to do it, but then, Hey, you know, it's 56 hours, 1300 bucks. What is that? 20 bucks, 23 bucks, whatever, before expenses. I don't think I'm that's like that, that yeah. good. I don't think that's that good, but hey. He's, a, he's in uh, like Louisiana, Alabama area. Yeah, he drives in four or five different states. So four, four states, actually. So, um, so yeah, he, yeah, he's Donnie by the casinos us. over there. Donnie's our member. Um, yeah, he, he had a channel, uh, by the way. Uh, ask You got to ask him about the chicken man. I did. If you I asked him about the chicken man. Oh, I you did? Okay. I asked him. Yeah, Don, Donnie and I have always uh, gone back and forth because him and I will we'll never see eye to eye on that. So it's always going to be a deep. No, but Donnie has, a, Donnie has a great uh, but story. Donnie, Donnie's a good guy. I do like Donnie. No, no, Donnie uh, is Donnie. I'm telling you, Chris, one of the stories for the Sunshine Man Award is Donnie's story. That happened two weeks oh, nice. ago. About 10 days ago, it happened. And I, you okay. know what? I, I read it. I haven't sent it to Jeff yet, but I think he may win the hundred bucks. To be honest with you, oh, I don't know. Well, the with that being said, we do have our Show Me the Extra Mile Sunshine Award, and for those who don't know what it is, it's your feel good above and beyond story that you may have done. Uh, you know, just that kind of out of the goodness of your heart, uh, not necessarily thinking you know pure profit or something like that. I know we always yeah. talk about hey, don't do certain things, but sometimes you know when you're in a situation, uh, you got to see how it plays out and things like that. Um, and you know, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking things is a lot different than being in the moment on different scenarios and situations. Uh, so the whole thing is, it's, you know, preparing 
to be in a situation similar to that. That's why we you know, talk about this and cover some of these things. Uh, so if you do find yourself in certain situations, you know how to handle yourself. Um, it's all about knowing beforehand versus just finding yourself in a situation. But sometimes, again, you know, you need to go above and beyond just because it's humanity. Humanity, uh, fellow person, fellow friend, fellow brother, sister, whatever it might be out there. Um, you know, if you have a good feel-good story when it comes to you going above and beyond, share it with us. Send it yeah. to Sergio, Sergio at the rideshareguide.com. Share your story, what's going on. Uh, Donnie did send one in. It is a good story. Like I said, he's he said another story, story um, where he he had to dial nine one one for a police on an underage unaccompanied minor. Uh, it's like three in the morning or something. If you want to see that footage, that's over on my other channel, Real Rideshare Stories. You can go check that out. Um, but yeah, that is uh, Donnie when he comes down to it. He's he's a good guy. Trust me, he is. Um, <laughs> we, again, we may not agree with it, but for those drivers out there, we want we want to help kind of spread some positive positivity when it comes down to it because it helps strengthen the why and especially during those shitty rides uh or those people who just irk you so bad that just ruins your day then maybe these types of stories might help inspire you to you know change that uh you know that thinking or pivot from that from that horrible yeah. ride or whatever it might be so anything you do have send it to sergio please and do. uh please do yeah yep kindness is free people. all right kindness is free there you go <laughs> Do it. For sure. Do All it. right. Do we got anything else there, Serge? No, anything I more? We're, we're done. And, All right. And, and uh, Walt, thank you for hanging out. Thanks Walt is me. from Seattle. Walt has the highest rates in the country. He has some pretty damn good benefits. Please watch. If you if you didn't if you came in late, the first forty five minutes was Walt, and um, I would say you're pretty happy with what you have. Yeah. Yeah. And and we're fighting for more. All it's right. never ending battle. All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. Thanks again for coming on uh, for another time. Kind of an update. We'll probably have to have you on if there's some more updates when it comes to yeah. anything that happens within the law itself uh, or advancements. Um, and then also, if you're noticing certain things uh, of hold on one second, we're going to deal with this real quick. Audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we don't deal with uh, those bots. Try getting in. Sorry. Audio. Uh, but with that being said, um, thanks again for coming on. Any updates or anything, or even, you know, if you're you're noticing other areas of the country that may have uh, been modeling after Seattle or Washington, um, you know, we'd love to to know as well, too, if there's anything that you're, you're noticing that maybe we haven't been made aware of yet. So um, thanks again for coming on, sharing everything. Um, thanks for being then, here. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, we'll keep in touch, Walt. Please stay in touch and let me know what's going on and uh go get that money i mean keep fighting all right fight. yes and, <laughs> and next week next week real quick before we have uh for the people who are who are still sticking in which is awesome thank you but the big thing is we have uh, uh something of a test that we have going on uh that will be on next week uh that's gonna be a lot of fun we have a big huge announcement uh coming in two weeks so be prepared for that uh that we will mention again also uh sergio you doing anything anywhere um over the next uh, week or so anybody can catch you anywhere um should i where are they catching me i don't know i'm just asking oh no <laughs> i'm not that i know of no i i'm i'm okay. uh, i'm no i'm not doing anything i'm i'm Am I, do I have something that I don't know <laughs> that not you you throw me no no I'm just here. curious because I was gonna we, we could have promoted no. it so 
Oh, um, no, no, that, either no, way, no, that's, that's like a couple of weeks later, maybe like after the, the big okay. announcement that we have. And that All right, well, either bad. way, check out check out the rideshareguy.com. It went through a major overhaul, yes. uh, so it's definitely different. Uh, Sergio's got his articles over there, um, so we got that coming up, uh, which is pretty cool. And then uh, if you want, check me over. Yeah, I'll be on uh, uh, Rideshare Rodeo, Steve's channel uh, on Thursday. I will be actually taking Steve's place. So instead of the Steve show, it's going to be the Chris show. So Kim and oh. Hannibal and Gary oh. and um, Dash TV and all that. You, bro. Uh, I'm going to spam you. I'm going to heckle you. I'm going to heckle you. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> no, so if you want to check, check and hang out over there, uh, we'll be on Thursday over on Rideshare Rodeo's channel uh, doing the uh, Thursday night show, the round table. Uh, so it's going to be the Chris round table. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, beyond that, what's up? Nothing. I'm going to heckle the crap out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well either way uh we will see you guys next week thanks for hanging out uh and enjoying and until then go out there make that money we'll see you next week